came? You think you impress the rock when your music hits, all the lights go out, you got fire coming out of the post, fire shooting out of your ass, you got fire coming out of everywhere. And then all of a sudden, you're doing jumping jacks, you're happy because Kane can talk. The big red can finally speak. New Sports Desk. You're listening to The Sports Show. Well, Kane, The Rock says this. He's in a giving mood tonight. You come on out here. The Rock's got a little gift for you. He'll give you this microphone right here so you can talk in front of the millions of Rock's fans. Take your little voice gimmick, stick it to your throat, and say this. My name is Kane. And I am a Rudy Poo candy ass. His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom. Who was on hey, this crack? Sports, man. Come on now. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports dance? New sports desk. What? what did you do in camp? Do you smell what the rock is cooking? Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the sports desk. Excuse the somberness and humbleness in my voice. But we'll get to that in just a few Seconds, we have a loaded show today. I'm your guy one more time. Dedrick L. Hicks Jr., one half for your sportsologist. And it's your man Black. We are back in the building for another episode. One half of your sports favorite sportsologist in the building. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we got a loaded show today. A lot of big things have rolled out uh, before we press record uh, to do this episode. So uh, a lot to get into. But, you know, me and Black, you know, came out and, you know, let you guys know that we extremely suck at covering wrestling. All right, so, you know, we just try our best to keep a little nostalgic. All right, so real quick before we get into the melee that's going down in college football athletics, um, Black, almost 20, well, 25 years ago, I believe to the date, was the Montreal Screwjob, my boy. Now, for all of you who don't know what the Montreal Screwjob, I believe it was back in 1997 or something like that. Excuse me if I got my dates wrong. You probably had one of the, well, you probably had the realest moment in wrestling history take place where Vince McMahon screwed Bret the Hitman Hart out of the WWE Championship at Survivor Series to the great top five heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. I don't care what Black says. Shout out to my informant last week who let me know he was talking crazy. But we're not here to talk about that. And um, the reason why it was so real, because Bret Hart had made it known he was leaving the WWE. And at that time, he was the WWE champion. Vince McMahon wanted him to drop the belt to Shawn Michaels, and Bret Hart declined. He wanted to win at Survivor Series, and then come on Monday Night Raw the next night and relinquish the title. That's mm-hmm. how he wanted to leave to move on to WCW. Well, Vince McMahon said, eh, eh. 
He took full control of his company. And when Shawn Michaels put Bret Hart in the sharpshooter, Vince McMahon rang the bell. Now, that's not the story. The story is what took place after the fact. Now, Black, what do you remember about Bret Hart's rage? Just the, the venomous relationship that took place after the fact. You know, Bret, Sean, and Vince, they, they didn't speak for almost well over a decade. So we were very young when this took place yeah, back we in 97. Yeah, we I think we were just getting ready to go to high school, something yeah. like that. No, we were still in middle school. We were still in middle school. When yeah, that yeah, took yeah. place. So, yeah. man, we're telling our age. But anyway, <laughs> what you remember about that event, man, the Montreal school job? Man... Now you think about stuff like that and, and when we were kids D it was so exciting because we never knew what you know what was going on what was happening but now in the world of social media you know you'll be able to really tell you know when you have people that's beefing for real and who's yeah. not you know but Vince McMahon uh, and Bret Hart didn't get along you know that was mm -hmm. the whole reason of him wanting to go to WCW and 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 I and I like Bret Hart, but and man, for for that to go down like that, <laughs> and him, for him to lose the belt in that way to Shawn Michaels, like come on, man, you in know his that, it shouldn't even it shouldn't even been counted for Shawn Michaels to be the champion. Wow, you know what I'm saying? That shouldn't even be on his on his career stat that he's the <sighs> champion. The way that, that Bret Hart got screwed. Wow, but you know, I really didn't understand. Why Bret Hart Bret Hart wanted to leave the W I mean to leave the WWF at money. that time. It was money. Of course, we know it was money, but he was at the top. He was the he was the draw, you know, and like Shawn Michaels was coming along, making a name for himself. He was in the spotlight as well. But man, why I sit here and think about it, why was the was the money, was the beef between him and Vince McMahon that real? That caused this whole situation, and then for him to come out and say, you know, he's going to leave and go to WCW, you know, Vince, they just put it in the play, and the way they put it in the play, being kids really sitting here thinking about it, that was really awesome for wrestling. That was one of those moments, like you said, D, that you would never forget in WWF history, because that changed the landscape of a lot of things. It, it, it literally, you screw, you screw Bret Hart, and then you put Shawn Michaels on the stage, and we know. We all know what Shawn Michaels became after that, but man, uh, such a classic, such a classic moment in wrestling. That's one that I would never forget. D. Yeah, it was the first time the so-called curtain curtain was dropped in wrestling. That was the first time of seeing an insight of a real deal situation um, because we know wrestling is a scripted sport. We all mm -hmm. know that, but we don't care. Growing up, the entertainment value was priceless. But it's real beef, though, now. No, it's real beef. I was real beef. But okay. we're watching storyline wise, you know, some this stuff is scripted. Yeah. But we're entertained thoroughly through it throughout <laughs> our entire <laughs> lifetime. So y'all can miss us with all the wrestling. It's fake. Shut up. Go find you something to do. Now back to what we're talking about. This was the first time the curtain was dropped. After the match, if you can go watch it, so on YouTube, the WWE Network, it's readily available for you right now. After the mat match was over, Sean was faking the funk like he didn't know what happened. Vince was standing there saying he did what he had to do. Bret Hart spits in Vince McMahon's face, cusses him out, gets out the ring, trashes the set, smacks McMahon. They go on the back. He punches him in the face and gives him a real deal black eye. Sean lied for years and years and saying he didn't know. <laughs> he didn't know. But Sean and Vince 
did what they had to do for the company because they felt Brett might have took the title and went to WCW. That's what they were afraid of. Vince could not be embarrassed like the WCW was embarrassed when Ric Flair brought the WCW World Championship to WWF when he called mm-hmm. himself the Reels World Champion. <laughs> he brought that belt on WWF TV. And Vince didn't want to see that shame. At that time, they were in a hellacious bidding war. And Vince didn't want to be shamed. So we just wanted to kind of reminisce on that moment because it was the first drama field drop the curtain moment. I can remember in wrestling history, it didn't get that raw and didn't get that real. And ironically, that moment helped usher in the attitude era. Because all, 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 no holds barred, everything was off the table when you saw that. It got very, very public with The Undertaker just being so disgusted and what happened. And he didn't even show up to Monday Night Raw the next night and reportedly asked Vince McMahon to be released from his contract. So it's just a lot of mankind, Mick Foley, a lot of people were very, very disturbed at the, uh, at the way things were because Bret Hart was beloved, like you said. Mm. He was beloved in the locker room. Even though everyone knew he was leaving, he was still loved. He was still loved. So it was just big, big, big drama. That was a big pillar staple uh, in wrestling history. And me and Black just wanted to kind of reminisce and walk down memory lane and talk about such a highlighted moment uh, in, in, his, in the history uh, of wrestling. All right, so we're going to come out of that, and we have a lot to get into so we're not really going to hold no punches uh we're going to come right out of this and head uh into our top five now black oh well of course i need to know be very very respectful and play our top five music because one day i'm going to get all of these things that we use for the show in order so i don't have to (laughs) ramble like i'm doing now in order for us to do our top five and i'm still rambling uh because i um cannot seem to find our top five music so i'm very very troubled uh by my unpreparedness uh of this show so black just go right ahead and let's get into because you know people really like that harlem heat man they 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 really they they really like that harlem heat and i'm really failing our listeners uh right now because i absolutely suck (laughs) (laughs) Maybach music All right, Black, let's go ahead and get into the top five. What do we got to get into today, my man? All right, this week's top five, my boy, in the spirit of college football. Oh, our time is coming, coming, coming to an end soon. And we know all these great conference championship games. And then you have the Heisman Trophy coming up as well. So, D, this week's top five, I want to get your top five for uh, your top five Heisman candidates heading into a ceremony on Saturday for the Heisman Trophy winner. Okay. Um, well, I do want to say this year, even though college football has been absolutely fantastic week in and week out, I must say this year has been a year where we have not had a consistent standout mm-hmm. in college football for the Heisman. I think this thing is so wide open. It is. Even though I think... I think I know who the winner is going to be. So I just wanted to kind of preface that and uh, say that that this thing is so wide open. Anybody's name at this point might be a shocker. 
it might be a shock. So I'm gonna go ahead and kick it off. All right, starting from uh, the bottom of my list at number five, I have Kenny Walker, running back out of Michigan State. I mean, he's had a fantastic season, but he has had a couple of stinkers. Mm-hmm. But I will say this: that Michigan game where he just they let him loose and he was absolutely unstoppable. I think that was one of his Heisman uh, moments for sure. Number four, <laughs> Jordan Davis is unblockable. <laughs> defensive players don't get love. Matter of fact, they a defensive don't. player has not won this award since Desmond Howard. No, Charles Woodson, excuse me. Back in 1998, I believe, 98 or 99. So defense in 22-plus years hasn't gotten the shine for the Heisman. But I'll say this. Put somebody on film who's been more dominant than Jordan Davis. Show me. Offense or defense, you ain't going to be able to show me. The man is unblockable. Number three, Matt Carroll for Ole Miss. He has... Shown these huge glimpses of just being the typical glamour boy quarterback where he'll let that thing go Mm -hmm. over and over and over again. And he kind of reminds me of Rex Grossman when he's back there slinging the football, especially that deep ball that he has. I think Carroll deserves to be invited to New York. Number two, Kenny Pickett. He might be the best quarterback ready for the draft in college football this year. Pittsburgh has had a fantastic season. They'll be playing for the ACC championship. Pickett has had, has had a very, very good season. A couple of stumbling blocks like everybody else. But I think Pickett deserves to be uh, invited to New York. And at number one, I told y'all after week <laughs> one, I was jumping off the Spencer Rattler train. And I purchased a ticket to Bryce Young's bus. I've been on the bus since week one. Bryce Young, I believe, will win the Heisman, especially after yesterday with that 98-yard drive to get Alabama back in the position to win that game. So those are my five, Black. Oh, a good five, good five. Okay, D, my five. At number five, I got big boy Jordan Davis, man. He he has to be on there. Like you like you just said, D, we, never, we haven't seen a defensive player this dominant, man. On the defensive line, I mean, it's just mayhem. Whoever you put, some, whoever you put in front of this man, nighty-night. 99. Yeah, for sure. You know, at no, and at number four, I got uh, all world quarterback, as D just said. He got him number two on, on his list, Kenny Pickett. Kenny Pickett is a gun slinger, man. Four, 500 yard games. I mean, four and five touchdown games. I mean, this kid has all the goods. And yeah. at number three, I got Matt Carroll. Matt Carroll is going to really make some noise, man, getting ready to go into this draft. I wouldn't be shocked if it come down to him and Kenny Pickett in this draft as being one of the first quarterbacks off Take the board. It, yeah. And Matt, I love what Matt Carroll did at Ole Miss in this time there. And we already know he's getting ready to go to uh, go to the league. So I think he should be invited to New York. At number two, I got C.J. Stroud. I still think he belongs in, in, this, in, in this group of uh, Heisman candidates. The kid is very, very talented. It's been games, man, where he's over uh, – I just been the highlight reel of the game, man, with his passing 500 yard games, six touchdowns. You know, you that's hard to get. And then at number one, DJ said Bryce Young, he had his Heisman moments, man. All this year, he's given us Heisman moments. When CJ Stroud had a 500 plus yard game, he came back a few hours later and had him a 500 yard plus game. So uh, Bryce Young. Number one, I think he's the favorite to win this thing, but I really think it's going to be close. I really think it's going to come down to him and it could potentially come down to him and pick it. But I believe Bryce Young will walk away with the Heisman Trophy this year. Yeah, I mean, that's a great five as well. I just kind of I'm just going to be really interested to see how many they invite. Mm-hmm. You know, most years it's three. They might invite three, but then other years you'll get five, four, five or four, four or yeah. five. So will they invite six? 
I mean, CJ mm. Stroud, I had him off my list, and Kenny Walker wasn't on your list. Yeah, he wasn't. So could yeah. they invite six and have them all in New York? I mean, we're gonna have to see. Like you say, I think it's going it's like what you said. They they may have to invite all these guys because it's so wide open. It's very wide open. Yeah. Even though I think me and you both believe that Bryce Young mm-hmm. possibly oh, yeah. closed that door yesterday yeah, with that performance Is this gonna on be, the road. I think he got another he got another statement he gotta make, but I don't know if he closed the door. But he's 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 the head of a pack, but he still got some business to take care of this weekend. Yeah, I just think for his resume, what he's done so far, is probably the most impressive out of everybody on this list. Just what he's mm-hmm. done. Obviously, he touches the ball every play, but we'll see. We'll see. So the Heisman Trophy candidates that uh, I think the they'll reveal those next Tuesday. Uh, we get the final playoff uh, spots this coming Sunday. Then Tuesday they invite the Heisman finalists, and then next Saturday will be the Heisman Trophy ceremony. So we'll see what takes place. All right, man. Let's go ahead and transition into our start bench cut, and uh, looking forward to see what my homeboy uh, got in store for me. How do I always do that, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, bro, you listening to the Sports Desk. The Sports Desk. Yeah! What did you do in camp? It's time once again. Let's see what we got this week. You know, don't be coming soft, bro. You know what I'm saying? Let, let's see what you really got if you really going to have your boy <laughs> tripping over here again. Yeah, in the, in the spirit, we're going to keep it in college football, man, because college football is coming to an end soon. So I got to keep it there. It is. We, we got a lot going on in our college football rankings. It's a lot of good teams. You got two undefeated teams, and then you got three one-loss teams. So, D, in the spirit of college football going into uh conference championship weekend these three teams D can either find can find their way into playoff one can be on the outside looking in or one could get cut so these three teams D I'm going to give them to you number 1 is Michigan number 2 Oklahoma State and num and the other team is Alabama which team makes it in which team is outside looking in and who's the other team is just not going to make the cut this year. Um. Mm, well, the problem with this is, I believe two out of the three teams that you name are getting in. Mm. So this is going to be kind of easy uh, for me. So first of all, my first team in. So first team who I'm starting, I'm starting the University of Michigan. Okay. I think Michigan will clinch, beat Iowa, and they will get into the college football playoff. I think Oklahoma State makes it to the playoff. Mm. I think with their resume and with the potential to be another top 10 team this Saturday for the Big 12 championship could catapult them in into the college football playoff. And I'm going to say the Alabama and the Crimson Tide will not go dancing this year. I think Georgia handles business, hands Alabama their second loss of the season, and uh, that'll be done for them. So Michigan, Oklahoma State. Alabama. Okay. Uh, I thought about this one really hard. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting Oklahoma State. Mm. 
through the adversity that they went through last night, man. This game, if D, I know you tuned into that game, Amazing man. You game. seen the adversity they went through, Amazing. and able to pull out a key win against Oklahoma last great night. Win. That made them number one for me. At number two, Michigan. Yep. I got Michigan's number. Great win. Harbaugh finally Fantastic gets it done. Scene. Finally gets it done. Yeah. Reason why I put them. At the outside looking in, because they're going to face a gritty, gritty, gritty yeah. Iowa team they on are. this Saturday. So that one easy. could be good. And then I got Alabama not making the cut. I think Georgia's going to show their dominance once again on the defensive side of the ball. I think it's going to be a problem for Alabama. I just don't be- I don't believe Bama gets it done this year, so they didn't make the cut. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be really interesting because we have potential mayhem on we our hands, we got potential mayhem on my mayhem on our hands, and we're gonna be all glued to see what happens uh, this weekend. All right, so enough with the gander. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get into uh, our college football segment. And before we get to what I already know, a lot of you bums out there, I'm sorry, listeners, I, I didn't mean to call y'all bums. It's just certain people who I have in my head right now that I see that I'm referring to as bums, and they are Florida Gator fans. But we'll talk about them in just. <laughs> A second. We have breaking news into the sports desk. I say we have breaking news into the sports desk. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk? Now, I know you guys haven't heard that music in a long time, unless you're an avid WWE watcher, but that is me and Black's breaking news music, and we've been rolling with that theme music since the inception of this show. (laughs) Black, first of all, I want to shout out our homeboy, our guy, our college football correspondent, Cedric Farr, who assisted in this information that we received privy to the breaking news. Mm-hmm. So shout out to our guy said Tyrone Coppel. That's as nice as I'm going to be to him today. Okay. Now, Black, I need you to try to help make sense. Make this make sense to me. Okay. Let's get right into it. Oklahoma head coach Lincoln Riley has informed his staff that he will be leaving the university and headed to Los Angeles, Mm. California, to take the vacant head coaching job for the USC Trojans. I'm going to say that again. Oklahoma head coach Lincoln Riley has informed his staff that he will be leaving the university and taking the head coaching job in Los Angeles Mm. with the USC. See Trojans Black. We did not see this coming. This was a chess move that is shaking college football at the moment, bypassing Billy Napier to Florida, bypassing any other job that is on the line. Black, this is one, this is a top five coach mm-hmm. in college football, and he has sustained power. At Oklahoma and has dominated the Big 12 since his arrival. Like, what does this mean with Riley leaving as soon as headed to Los Angeles? Oh, uh, well, first I'm gonna say Oregon better watch out. My lord. <laughs> because D, like you said, Lincoln Riley is a top five coach. 
And I'm not shocked. It's time. We've seen this. We've seen this at Florida State with Jimbo Fishing being coach and waiting, which Lincoln Riley was coaching waiting when Bob Stoops left. So after they feel like they've done whatever they needed to do, they want to go on the greener pastures, and that's what Lincoln Riley has done. USC is the premier, one of the premier blue blood of college football. It's the West Coast, Hollywood, lits, the 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 lights, the glamour of Hollywood, everything that you need. Lee and Riley will fit right in in the West Coast at USC. And man, what is this is going to do for him in recruiting? You better watch out. You better watch out. Lincoln Riley is Lincoln Riley has the the staff around him and he's a top-notch recruiter. So it's going to be interesting to see in recruiting what players go to USC, what players want to go elsewhere, but D, it won't be long before USC has their return. To greatness under Leak and Riley. I love the hire. Um, big time hire. He told us last night, I'm not going to LSU, but he no one asked him about USC. They did not. <laughs> <laughs> no one asked him about USC. They did not. I don't think USC even popped in anybody's mind that he could potentially go there. Yeah, this is a But stunner, he did. Man. And I know scared money don't make money, my boy. And it I know sure they op- I know they rolled out the check and told him to fill in the blank. That's exactly what they did to get him away from Oklahoma. Yeah. Happy for Lincoln Riley. He will make a dish, uh, make a difference for USC. I'm absolutely stunned. I'm stunned. I always thought that the LSU move was not going to happen. Mm-hmm. I always thought that. And I have my thoughts about LSU and why. Has LSU been a consistent program? Yes. Has they ha- have they had absolutely fantastic players come out of there that we watch every Sunday in the NFL? Yes. But to keep it real, they have won one national championship in the past decade or so, and they struck they struck high. I don't care what nobody says. That team was great, arguably the best team ever. But they struck hot they that did. year. They did. They struck high and they rolled their wave. And credit to them. Mm-hmm. But LSU. They have not been that dominant force like Alabama. Mm-hmm. They haven't been that dominant force like Ohio State. They just haven't. They made a playoff one time. Mm-hmm. So I just figured that Leak and Riley would not leave there to go, leave Oklahoma to go to LSU. Now, the USC thing, it makes sense for a lot of things except one. He's going to take on this challenge to try, to try to rebuild this program who has been non-existent since Pete Carroll. They had two good years with Sam Darnold. One when Coach Oman was the interim head coach, and then the next year they brought in Herman, Tom Herman. And they and they didn't. And he went with some other people, somebody else talent. Yeah, but then when after that talent left, he was USC went mm-hmm. back into the hole. Yeah. So this is a real deal remake from clay for Lincoln mm-hmm. Riley. It is. And, I, and you you know what? You, you said something that I resonated with. Jimbo was at Florida State for however long he was under Bobby. Bobby retired. Jimbo took over. Jimbo got us a national championship and rose Florida State back to prominence for less, I want to say for what, a handful of years, maybe five to six years, we were a contending team with Jimbo Fisher. Wouldn't you say that? Yeah, I would say that. Lincoln Riley the same thing with Bob Susan. Even though Lincoln did not win the national title, that's really the only thing he didn't do. Mm-hmm. Heisman Trophy winners in and out the door. Winning the Big 12 consecutively for, what, five years straight? Yeah, playoffs Playoffs almost, almost every year. Every year. Mm-hmm. He's always provided quality with Oklahoma, but he probably don't feel like Oklahoma is his. 
He probably don't feel like that's his. Mm-hmm. He's going to go somewhere where he can actually put a footprint into a uh, program a la what Nick Saban did with Alabama. I'm not saying he's going to go there and be Nick Saban. That's not what I'm saying. But Lincoln Riley has two things that a lot of college coaches don't have. A lot of them. This man is witty <laughs> and he connects with these kids. Mm-hmm. He get, Look at all the talent that's came out of Oklahoma. Look at Hollywood Brown came all the way from Florida to go out there to play with him. He was able to lure Jalen Hurts from Alabama to come out there and play for him. Mm-hmm. He's had quality talent around him and they've won and they've won big. Mm-hmm. Now he going to L.A. It's a lot of talent in Los Angeles. A whole lot. We've seen Bush come out of there. Liner come out of there. We've seen all of the talent that USC have required. And those boys are from there. They from that way. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of boys this morning woke up and realized we getting who? They going to USC. <laughs> Oregon Ducks, you're on notice. <laughs> you're on notice, man. So we're going to be watching this. This is a blockbuster. This is a stunner. I did not even potential. I was just talking at work today. We were talking about, well, who USC going to get? Because James Franklin signed a $10 million, 10-year deal to stay with Penn State. Mel Tucker signed a 10-year deal to stay with Michigan State. We was literally talking today, boy, USC in trouble. Mm. What is USC going to do? And my God. My God. Matter of fact, by God. <laughs> they literally got a top five head coach to move from somewhere where he was king. Let's think about that. Mm. He was Oklahoma. He didn't have to go nowhere. All money will run long mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. But them Hollywood lights got him out of there. And them Hollywood pockets, my boy. Got him out of there. <laughs> so we definitely, 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 definitely going to be watching everything that takes place. We got, I'm sure we got press conferences coming. We got more information we're going to get into. But that is the stunning news of the day. Stunning news of the day, Lincoln Riley leaving Oklahoma and heading to USC. USC. Who don't who LA don't got out there? Hmm? <laughs> who they, they got they got LeBron, they got Odell, Man, they, they got, got Aaron Donald, they got the Dodgers, they got Lincoln Riley. Who don't they got out there, bro? Yeah, they, they got all the stars in there. Golly. And if you look at Lincoln Riley, he look like your LA boy. Yeah, you do. He don't I like would, a midwest coach. I, I wouldn't be shocked, my boy, if you see you see the uh, the Tom Fords on his face for sure, man. The Ray Ban something on his face. Like, he, he ain't got to worry about the cold no more. Nah, he gonna be in the sunshine, like oh, doing sunshine. his thing, man. Yeah. Like, man, I don't know if you don't follow recruiting, man. This might be a time you want to tune in because this is going to get hot. Yep, it's gonna get heavy right away, man. This. A, a lot of change is coming, man. And then we're going to be sitting and waiting. Well, who take this Oklahoma job next? Yeah. You know, but I'm excited for uh, Lincoln Riley, D. This is his time, like you said, to put his footprint on something from beginning and see it through. So yeah. I'm excited to see, can he bring uh, USC back to prominence? Just real quick. Do you think he gets it going right away? Um, when I say right away, when I say right away, can he come in next year and win eight to nine games? I think he can. Okay. I think you can because USC still has talent there, mm-hmm. you know, but they just need somebody to piece it together. And who other than Lincoln Riley, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure Lincoln Riley going to get some pieces to come there, too. So mm-hmm. I would I would I would go ahead and say, D, I see him winning eight to nine games this year. OK, uh, you know, because it's always interesting when you well, get next new, year. I'm sorry. It's always interesting when you get new coaches 
and new spots. Mm-hmm. How quickly can they really get some things going? So I'm just interested to see what you got there. All right. Now, a lot of people are listening very, very closely to this next segment, and that's fine. That's very, 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 very fine with me. I'm cool with that. No, no problem. Now, last week I was on this show and I was selling out. And rightfully so. I sold out. I sold out due to the fact that Florida State had indeed gotten into the conversation to win the state championship. We were laughed at, dogged out, even by yours truly. I was hard on them, still hard on them. But somehow, someway, the god-awful Florida Gators found themselves in the same toilet bowl as us. Now, let me preface this before we really get into what happened yesterday. Boy, both of us was five and six. Both of us. This was the saddest moment in Florida and Florida State history in my lifetime. That you had two five and six teams. But you know what I love the most about it? The camaraderie, the camaraderie from everyone. Somehow, somewhere, we all took pride to stand with our teams before this game kicked off at 12 o'clock noon on Comedy Central. <laughs> so I just want to say that. And I, uh, and I look at D.D. He, he, he bulling away, man. Look at he flaw, D flaw. I know that's what they're saying when they listen to me right now. But it's the truth. But all in all, the Florida Gators defeated my Florida State Seminoles 27 to 24 to go to the Planters Peanut Bowl to take on FAMU. That's what they did yesterday. Florida State lost and we will not be going bowling. Black, Cedric Farr, uh, 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 James Dangleman, Freddie Bricks, a lot of people who we know who are Orange and Blue fans, they are having a very, very good time right now. And they should. They won the game. Another year for them under their belt winning the rivalry. All in all, Black, what did you think about yesterday's game? And... After it was over, did you sit back like maybe I well like I did and said, "Man, this is terrible." Go ahead. Oh, uh, man, it is what it is. They won the game. We know how it is when it comes to this rivalry, man. If you win, you got the bragging rights, bro. That's what that's what come with it. So all these Florida fans, all the biased ones too. Yeah. You know, you have some that's a little, you know, unbiased as more than a little less than others. Sure, but. You know, they won, so they got the bragging rights for the year. They, they have they've had they that do. for the last three years. So yeah. and until Florida State get done, you know, we don't have any rights they right got now. It. But um they got it, it was, man, it was pitiful that both two, <laughs> five, and six teams uh we competing in our rivalry. And our rivalry is it is it, literally come to this because this come from a rivalry that if you won that game, you was playing in the natty, or you was you was going big time bowling in one of these big games. But yeah. now we talking about five and six trying to make the, as you said, the peanut bowl. Yeah, you know. So, but you know, shout out to Florida. Yeah. They got the job done. They going to the peanut bowl. They are whoever they you know choose to play. And uh, for me, honestly, I don't. <laughs> I don't think they should even accept the bowl because we both trash. You know, mm-hmm. the 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 fall for Florida was real this year. And I don't give a care what people say. I know we've been seeing on social media. I know what Cedric Farr, aka Tyrone Carpel, James Dangleman. I know what they were saying about. I don't know about this year. Four four or five wins. I mean, four or five losses, but you only had five wins. Correct. Florida State started out 0-4 and found a way to turn it around and start getting a little ground here. And we ended up 5-6 and six as well. 
So, like you said, did we both in the same boat? But leave it to Florida. I heard something interesting to say, boy. If if uh if we at the bottom of the mountain, then Florida is halfway up top. I don't see how that is realistic. You said someone said that. Someone re- said that. Man, someone said on, if man. we at the bottom, come on, Florida. Man. Florida is. At, uh, climbing, going Come to the on. top. No, they not. They trash. Okay. <laughs> they in the same bucket we in. And when I heard it, I just boy. said, trash, I just bro. said, okay, sir. <laughs> man, please, man, I want to hear that. <laughs> but hey, man, look, we both we both got work to do. It's a lot of work to be done. They just named a new head coach, so we'll see what happens there. Seminole, not back re- in the air, <laughs> baby. <laughs> That's what you get with that game yeah, every yeah. year. Just it's just bragging rights, man. Yeah. And Florida owns the bragging rights. Uh, hell of a game. I always hey, love the rivalry, no matter Make sure how we are. Mike and them but, boys. Um, they may need some help <laughs> leaving up out of Gainesville. Yeah, so, so. But yeah, a great game, man. I'm just I'm happy that we still have that rivalry. And can't wait to see what the future brings with it. Yeah. So shout out to Florida. They won the game. And like I said, I'm gonna be real. I'm gonna call Freddie Bricks in here. You know, he wanted to get off. You know, I, I can't lie. I called him yesterday uh, via FaceTime before the game, and I talked a lot of trash to Freddie Briggs, and I let him know, you know, if y'all lose this game, it's going to be very unbearable for you. It's going to be very unbearable for you because to keep it real, who had most to lose yesterday? Uh, the Gators, the Gators did. did. Yeah. And I don't care what they say. I said this time, and I said this time and time again. You came into the season a top 10 team. You came into the season a top 10 team and you are leaving out a 6 and 16 6 and 6 okay okay that's all I'm say hopefully he don't answer cause I don't want to talk to him anyway this is great news for us it's bad news for our listeners <laughs> <laughs> so Fred Brooks seems like he is too busy to speak to the sports desk, I'm sure when he sees that I called him, he will give us a call back. But all in all, great win for you, Florida Gators. You keep on the street. Black said everything. I really don't have anything else to add. I just want y'all to start with the Buffarini. Start with the Buffarini. Bro, you know how these Bias fans go, yeah, bro. Yeah. So Bias Gator fans, If you don't bro. know what Buffarini is, that is an urban word for boof. If you don't know what boof is, it's urban word for cap. Yeah. If you don't know what cap is, it's an urban word for man, please. And man, you should have seen them today, bro. They it's I'm like sure. they on Twitter, like they didn't hit the jackpot the with this new head coach. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about that. <laughs> you know, I do want to say this. We're gonna move on, man, uh, to the new head coach that was hired today. You know, you you Florida fans, man, and and and, and someone did say something I probably agree with on Twitter. They said if Florida State were the one, we'd be doing the same thing. You're probably right because I would have been the most unbearable soul out here mm-hmm. because y'all have Florida fans have way more to lose than we did. Y'all couldn't afford to lose to us. Could you imagine if they really would have lost that game? I was around Florida games, Florida fans all day yesterday. They was on edge, biting their nails, sick to their stomach because they realized what their season was turning into if Florida State would have somehow, some way squeaked out that victory. That was something that they couldn't afford it yesterday. They could not afford to lose us. A team who started 0-4 and lost to Jacksonville State came into their house and almost knocked them off. <laughs> they couldn't afford it that, but somehow, some way they escaped and they got them a win. So, do I feel bad about loss? Of course, I don't want to lose ever to Florida. I hate Florida. I don't want to lose. But I think today, <laughs> Florida fans said a small prayer on bending knees before they went to bed last night and said, thank you for the help. 
that was sent to them a things Gainesville, so they ain't got to worry about people like me and you, black. <laughs> That's what happened last night. So congratulations to the Florida Gators. All right, black Billy Napier is the new head coach of the Florida Gators. Uh, Mr. Napier is out of Louisiana, out there with your folks at the Raging Cajuns Asylum, my boy. Mr. Napier was one of the hot names coming off the press uh, when Dan Mullen was unceremoniously fired about two weeks ago. Indeed, Florida did not waste any time. They named Mr. Napier the head coach uh, right around 1 o'clock this afternoon. And Black, they are already saying the savior is here Mr. Napier was our top candidate our top target and we are feeling very good in Gainesville Black your thoughts on Billy Napier being named the new head coach of the Florida Gators I think it's a good hire for Florida I just you know the like I I'm sitting here thinking about what you just said. If if it was us getting a new coach coach we'd probably be ecstatic as well. Sure. You know but um, he's a good coach. Uh, the Raging Cajuns have played some really good football under his watch. They did. Uh, from 2018, uh, 14 games, they were 7 and 7. Mm-hmm. 2019, uh, 14 games, they uh, were 11 and 3. 2020, they were 10 and 1. And 2021, 11 and 1. Mm-hmm. So he's improved that program. He's brought them from nothing to something, you know, but. The stakes a little higher now. Much higher. You Much know, higher. it's rumblings that he's a master recruiter. He he uh can the him he he's familiar with a lot of these guys from Louisiana. His roots are in Louisiana, so a lot of these kids he's familiar with. But we're going to we're going to see what happens because when you step up, and you said this one time before, it's a difference when you're coaching in the the, the Mountain West or or. Or uh, what's Atlantic, the Mid-Atlantic, or whatever conference he's in. It's a difference when you step up and you go to the the big boy conference, as people would say, the SEC. Mm-hmm. The best conference of all. The pressure is on. Mm-hmm. The pressure is on. And, man, from what I'm seeing on Twitter, people just, they, they love it. He's been a great coach, but I think we need to, they, Florida fans need to sit back, relax, and see how he can bring this program back. If you want to say Florida is invested in winning and this is the guy that's better than Dan Mullen, okay. Okay, is this the guy that's going to keep getting you 10 wins and not in the playoff? Is this the guy that's going to deliver you a national championship? We <laughs> shall see. Not a bad hire on their parts. They got their guy they, they want. They got him. So, And he's a young coach, 42 years old, D. So he's going to be able to relate to these kids a whole lot. So I'm I'm excited to see where Florida goes with this hire, how recruiting goes, and uh, how this program turns around under Billy Napier. Yeah. Um, the Billy Napier hire, like you said, I mean, okay, cool. I mean, that's the guy they wanted. They got him. To me, you know, he did a great job of Louisiana, but coming to the SEC, he's unproven. He has nothing. He's bringing nothing in the door with him except his uh, his name, pretty much. Don't get me wrong, not discrediting anything he done at Louisiana, but that was Louisiana. We did the same thing with Norvell. That was Memphis. That was Memphis. Now you have Florida State, one of the big dog schools in all of college football, and now you're in the Power Five. Let's see what you do. It hasn't panned out so well for Norvell in his first two years at the school. He has proven to do. And that's what Mr. Napier is going to have to do. Our college football correspondent said this probably last year. Be careful about wishing out your coach. 
To be careful about wishing out your coach. Dan Mullen was getting you 10 wins. Dan Mullen was getting you 10 wins. You went to AC Championship appearance last year. Something unhealthy was happening in that Florida Gator organization. And it played out right in front of our eyes. Now, we won't know fully what's the real reason Dan Mullen didn't finish out or why he was fired. But wasn't it not odd? Mm-hmm. Dan Mullen looked like he was on the ascension. Dan Mullen and the Gators looked like they were knocking on the door for playoff contention. A lot of people picked the Gators to make the playoff this year. But now he's gone. And now you're starting over. And with the talent that Florida has around, Mr. Napier has a lot of work to do. Because if you're going to win in the SEC and get to the playoff and compete for championships, you got to have them boys out there. They say he's a master recruiter. We'll see. They say Norvell a master recruiter. We'll see. The Florida Gators are on notice, man. They are on the verge of being that t- on the tip of the iceberg falling down to the bottom of the mountain program. That's where they are. They could be the next USC if this don't pan out. And when I say that, I mean you guys are steadily winning only seven games a year under this guy. So he has a lot of things to prove. And I'm not bashing the guy, and I'm not bashing the hire, but it's a wait-and-see situation. Norvell was the uh, Florida State Seminoles' top choice. We got him. The year before that, it was Willie Tagger. He was the top choice, right? We got him. We got him. So, of course you got your guy. It's the Florida Gators come calling, but will he produce for y'all? Y'all tell me all the time we used to championships. Well, my friends in Gainesville, y'all ain't won nothing. When the last time you won anything? You have it. But y'all carry yourselves like y'all win year in and year out, and you don't. <laughs> the SEC East is trash. It comes down to you and Georgia every year. I would love to see y'all swap out to the SEC West one year. And let's see how really good you are over there in that gauntlet over there. Because the real riders over there in the SEC West, if you ask me. And no disrespect <laughs> to Georgia. So I don't want to hear that we win the SEC. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. You haven't won anything. This man has his work cut out. This program is on the verge. I'm telling you. I see it, man. You better hope you can keep Richardson there. Reports are Tom Herman might come in and be the offensive coordinator. Good God. If I'm if I'm AR-15, I'm out of there. <laughs> I'm not doing nothing under Tom Herman. <laughs> you see what he did when he was at Texas? What did he, what did he do with Jake Allenberger? <laughs> They think about it. They think about his past as being an offensive coordinator okay. under, uh, uh, under Urban Meyer and the thing. You know what? You know we're gonna see. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. He got a lot to prove, guys. He just got a lot to prove, and we are gonna yeah. see. You got your guy. Congratulations. Let's see what he does. Florida fans are uh, y'all ecstatic. I love it. Yeah, do your thing. I love it. And the first time y'all roll out four and six, and don't let you roll out five or seven next year. Don't let you do it. I'm going to ask you this time next year, was it still your guy? Is this the one? I'm going to ask you. And you can say me and Black and we don't care. But we just being real and we telling the truth. Now, let's move on to more important matters in college football. Because Lord knows the Florida Gators ain't important right now. And neither is Florida State, just to be real with you. Let's move on. Black, that thing was thick in Ann Arbor yesterday. Ooh, you talking about a beautiful scene. Over 110,000 in the big house. That snow was falling. Michigan looked so clean in that all blue. Mm-hmm. I love that they came out in that all blue. That was so raw. Ohio State in the building. The energy was so 
thick in that building yesterday, and black, he finally did it. <laughs> Coach Harbaugh finally did it. Coach Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines knock off the Buckeyes 42 to 27 to advance to the Big Ten Championship. Black, what a day for the Wolverines. What a day for Coach Harbaugh. What are your thoughts about yesterday's events, man, at the Big House? Man, it was exciting, man. It's, it's good to see the Big House back on the map and back on TV. Rock. You know, I, I just feel like that was the, the night game atmosphere would have been amazing. But, you know, Fox get these high 12 noon, big time 12 noon games. But it so was beautiful in that snow. It was beautiful, man, in that snow, though. Yeah. I, I looked at Harbaugh and it reminded me of a time. When he was at Stanford and he finally beat Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll. I mean, he had that same giddy smile on his face. Finally. You know, like a kid in the candy store. So it was I'm happy for for Harbaugh man to finally get that win. Yep. And this ain't it, man. It's this not. is not it. It's not. I mean, they beat Ohio State soundly. Every time Ohio State did something, they say, okay. We're going to come right back down and score. They shut the door. We're going to keep shutting this door. Y'all might open it a little bit, but we're going to shut it again. Yep. And then they shut it again for good. And uh, it was no coming back for Ohio State. Like, in my opinion, this game wasn't even – this was a blowout. This game, that, that 27 points that Ohio State did score – I don't think that tells the story of this game. From 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 start to finish, Michigan State looked like their superior team over Ohio State. Happy for the Wolverines. They got one more job to do, and those boys will be in this playoff. Yeah, beautiful scene. Beautiful scene yesterday in Ann Arbor, Michigan. I enjoyed it. Love to see Michigan in that all blue. It was rocking. Very happy for Coach Harbaugh. I mean, it's about time. Me and Black been saying it all year long. The last few weeks on this show, we've been saying it. If he don't do it this year, he might not ever do it. He might not ever do it, or he might not even get another chance to do it. Mm-hmm. And in all in all, to be fair, Michigan State pro- I mean, Michigan should probably be undefeated. If it wasn't for that late rally by Michigan State in the fourth quarter, these guys probably should be undefeated, probably potentially sitting at the number two team in the country right now. If you look at the year Michigan had, it's been great, but just to knock off Ohio State, and I said it, C.J. Stroud still played a good game, but he was rattled in that game. Mm-hmm. He had a lot going on around him in that game. John Harbaugh out-coached Ryan Day yesterday. The defense was superb, and Michigan was running that rock. Mm-hmm. They was running that rock, and Ohio State could not stop it, a la when the Ducks came to town earlier in the season. They did the same exact thing on the right side of that off on that right side of that defense. They was pounding it. Mm-hmm. And you said it too. You said, "Look, we they got the receivers, yeah, and Michigan got the offensive line to run yeah. the ball. And which one gonna give? And it was Michigan. <laughs> Michigan kept yeah. it rolling, man. Now my dad, man, is a huge Michigan fan. He's a legit." A legit Michigan fan for all his life. And my man's was so proud yesterday. Hello? Pop! <laughs> <laughs> What's up, my man? Go blue, baby. Go blue. <laughs> Pop, congratulations on a big win yesterday, man. Yes, sir. What's up, Black? <laughs> What's up, man? Pop, man. <laughs> we had to call you in. Pop, I know you're yes, sitting sir. on cloud. Now, I haven't even talked to my dad. Since the game has been over, so I, I, I'm interested to hear what he has to say. Pop, you are live on the sports, man. Thank you for joining us, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate you having me. Yes, look, sir. Look, look, look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So look, 
Be ready. After I, I watched the game, right? Yeah. And you know what? And I, well, I've been watching every game they played this year. Yep. And you know what the you know what the um, the Michigan Wolverines are? They're nothing more than the Baltimore Ravens if you look at it. Okay. Because they went and got the defensive coordinator, that forty year old dude from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. They got the offensive coordinator from Alabama. Mm-hmm. And all Michigan uh, from game one till we had game eleven mm-hmm. is run the football and punch you in the mouth. Mm-hmm. And we and we got a C plus quarterback mm-hmm. that's that's careful enough to make to make a throw when he needs to make a throw. And if we need him to run, we'll bring that freshman in there to run, and we just ball control the whole game. Yep. That's who we are. That's all we are, Baltimore Ravens. Well, Pop, we've been talking all year long, Pop. Yes, sir. We talked on Friday, yep. and that thing was getting thick in Ann Arbor. <laughs> look here. Look here. When that thing came on, I texted you immediately and said, look here. Standing, that thing thick. Standing room on. <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, sir. <laughs> hey, did, did you like the Wolverines in the all blue yesterday? Yes, sir. I, they, they had on that all blue yesterday. I said, okay, we be in business today, boy. <laughs> they were sweet. They were sweet in that all blue. Yes, sir. Now, Black, let's, yes. I mean, uh, Pop, let's talk about Coach Harbaugh. Okay. He's been at your school, man, for seven years. And each year, and I've, I've been with you uh, with some of these games, and and, and and the Buckeyes have just absolutely ramshacked you guys. Exactly. Year in and year out. <laughs> How good did it feel getting that win yesterday over your most hated rival in a very good way, 42 to 27? Man, look here. It, it felt great. And I'm going to tell you something. I, 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 was, I said, you know what? If Harbaugh don't get it done Saturday – then you know they they're gonna they're gonna they're not gonna run him out they're gonna fire him but mm-hmm. it's just gonna be it's just gonna be just bad you know yeah that's all they're gonna talk about you can't beat Ohio State cannot but but what I didn't know what uh Hutchison the defensive player said that hey when when the beginning of the season start when uh, in the spring they just been getting ready for this game right yep. here. And when, he, yep. when, he, when I heard him say that, I said, I see it. I see it all come together. Mm-hmm. And when it Saturday showed up, look here, boy. Michigan didn't make – I think they had two penalties. Mm-hmm. And uh, they had the one turnover. Other than that, they played a perfect game. Mm-hmm. So, Pop, yeah. now, that, now that the game is over and you guys are moving on to the Big Ten Championship this Saturday to take on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Yep. Keep it real with me, Pop. Did you really believe – the Wolverines was going to get it done. I'm calling you out. Did you really feel that it was going to happen yesterday? I felt like it was going to be a field goal or a two-point game mm. because, you know, Ohio State is explosive. Yeah. But the game plan that Michigan put together and our running back, Haskins, boy beast. Yes, he is. And he punched. He, he was running that thing yesterday, and they had no answer for him. Nope. None. Nope. And and even our other running back the that came in a uh, coral, mm-hmm. he has a bad ankle and he still busts one for fifty on him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Toting that thing. <laughs> Toting it. On yes, bad sir. ankle. So you know, like I said, I didn't think they would win like that. I thought it would be a field goal or less. Mm-hmm. But uh it didn't matter. If we beat him by one point, I feel beat him by, by 28. It didn't matter. We long as we beat him. I feel <laughs> you. Finally got it done. Jim Harbaugh got the monkey off his back. All yep. right, Bob, uh, Pop, y'all move on this Saturday to the Big Ten Championship against the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, how do you feel about that game, man? I know it's very exciting. The Wolverines in their first appearance in the Big Ten Championship game. How do exactly. you feel going into this game? Well, 
look at look. I look at it this way. So when the ratings come out on Tuesday, either we're gonna be two or three in the top four. Yeah. Then we're gonna have to beat the game Saturday at seven o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I think it's gonna be a, a good game because um, Iowa they they one of those run the football and mm-hmm. it out too tough team. But they, but I think our defense with uh, Ajabo and Hutchinson. Look here, man. Them boys are wrecking crews, man. They are. And I think they're going to put so much pressure on their quarterback back there. They're going to have turnovers. Okay. And I just think Michigan – I think Michigan by – I say Michigan by a touchdown because, you know, Iowa's a good team. They okay. are a good team. But I say I, Michigan by a touchdown. I think you're being generous about the <laughs> touchdown. I know, you, I, know, I know you don't want to jinx the, uh, the Big Ten – Championship game. Black, you got anything for Pop? Uh, Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to ask you, like, even in that game, man, I mean, like, the you could tell it. The energy was coming off the TV screen, man, at 12 oh, yeah. o'clock. I was like, it's crazy here. You know, yeah. uh, Fox pregame, they had uh, Charles Woodson on the sideline. He running up and down. So I just wanted to know what your energy was like. Were you were you really calm for the game or your energy was up? You was excited about what was finna happen in the big house. Look here, man. When the big when that thing came on and that snow started coming down, Michigan come out that tunnel and, and that all blue maze. Look here, boy. And that, that thing was standing room only. I said, Yes, sir, it's our time. Yes, sir. <laughs> we 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 bought that business today, and that's what we was about. And I said the most important thing about the whole game. The game plan that Harbaugh and his staff put together was just perfect. Yes. It was perfect. You yes. know? And and then when Ohio State scored, we came right back and punched them in the mouth. Shut the door every yeah. time. Every time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, so, sir. you know, I didn't I didn't I wasn't really, really nervous or anything like that because I just felt like it was our time. You know? Okay. But what I can say, if the game would have been in Ohio State, it would have been <laughs> way closer than what it was. Oh, yeah. Most oh, definitely. yeah, most definitely. Oh, you yeah. might, you yeah. might, hey, might even got ran out of there. <laughs> no, I would still give I would still give Michigan a chance to, to, to win the game by a field goal. I, I still well, would give them a chance. Well, I will say this, and me and you were talking on Friday. I just got a feeling, man, this is turning into y'all's year. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. I got a feeling that, you know, you guys are legitimately are going to win the Big Ten. I think you guys are obviously going to make the playoff. And, yep. man, I mean, you guys could actually be playing for the national championship uh, this year. You're literally two games away from making that happen. I want to ask you this. We know the Bulldogs loom large. Loom yep. large. Do you think there's a chance that the Michigan Wolverines can be the national champions this year? Wow, man. You know what? You probably even I, thought that far. I even thought that far because, look, <laughs> you know what? Well, I tell you what. Not, without even thinking that far, the, the year that the Ravens won the championship when they had the quarterback back there, um, what's his name? Trent Dilford. Uh, yeah. That's what we are. Defense and run the football. And I think that if we played like we played yesterday, I think – you know, we can we can give anybody a run. Now, okay. what I would say is if we beat Iowa, which I think we will do, we will do, if we end up in that third or fourth slot, that'll keep us away from, from Georgia in yeah. the first playoff game. Yeah. And then when we get to that second when we get to that second one for the national championship, then you know that's a whole new can of worms. So yeah. but I'm I'm excited about my team, man. And look, 
everybody that, that be be blowing on my phone and, and be getting at me. I could I couldn't find none of them yesterday. None of them. They weren't available, Pop. They ain't weren't available. Hey. Phone was shut off. <laughs> hey, Pop. I, I got one more thing. You know what? I'm sitting here really thinking about man. If y'all get past our, we yep. see that the AP already have y'all ranked number two, and I'm pretty sure the. The uh the playoff going to put y'all at number two after beating number two the way that y'all did handily because you yeah. know that's what they look at they look at how you play teams that's ranked in the top five and how you beat them so exactly. I'm pretty sure y'all going to be number two in the playoff poll as well but if y'all get in that two slide and then you know Bama's number one and y'all go on to win your playoff games you facing the uh, I mean with Georgia you 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 go ahead and face Georgia you basically looking at the same two type of teams smash yeah. mouth defense and love to run the ball. You know, yeah. and they and they in the same type of quarterback situation as y'all. They got a C plus quarterback who can make plays here and there, but right. their focus is running the ball in defense. So if that was to happen, how would you feel about that matchup going forward if y'all was able to see Georgia in that playoff or in that national championship? Yeah, I, th- I think that game, those two teams meet up. I think it would be a low scoring game. Um, I just think. Georgia's a little bit more explosive on offense than we mm-hmm. are. But what concerns me about – the only thing that concerns me about my team, Michigan, is when, one, when teams get into a hurry-up offense, we are not that good when the opposite team get in a hurry-up offense. Mm-hmm. We just break down and we give up big plays and we don't play good. you know. And then our secondary is also a concern. Even though we played a good game against Ohio State, them three receivers, but – that's the first time we played that good all year mm-hmm. against, you know, against a, a good receiving team. Yeah. Right. So okay. those are two things that concern me because, you know, Georgia got that tight end. I can't think of that boy name. But oh, that young freshman. Yeah. 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 He'll be, you know, yeah. so that well, would, would concern me. Well, first things first, this Saturday, the Big Ten Championship on Fox 7. I think y'all kick off at 8 o'clock. Seven o'clock. Seven o'clock. Good luck with that, Pop. Uh, <laughs> trying to get you a Big Ten championship. Now, don't fall off now. <laughs> no. Hey, this is our year, man. Okay. What you talking about? This is our year. I'm just letting you know because I'm going to be ring ringing. <laughs> don't, be, don't, be, don't be talking about you had to go step out and go to the store real quick. I'm going to blow you up to your answer, Pop. I'm going to blow it up. Uh-uh. This is our year, man. Okay. We, 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 this is our year. We, okay. are on, we are on it, boy. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Well, congratulations, man. Great win. I know that meant a lot for you to see Michigan come out on top uh, in the big house yesterday against your most hated rival. We just yep. had to get you in on the sports desk, man, and uh, let you get that off your chest, man, so the, so the whole world will know what you're thinking about your Michigan Wolverines. Well, I want to say I appreciate you, you guys giving, giving us some love, and I just want to say, man, you guys are good at what you do. Just keep doing it, man, because I listen all the time, and, man, look appreciate here. It. You guys are, um, are knowledgeable. You know what you're talking about. And, um, you know, you just bring excitement to it. And um, I, I appreciate both of you. Hey, appreciate, appreciate that, you. Pop. That's love, man. We appreciate that. All right, Pop, we're going to get you out of here, man. And I'm going to call you a little later, man. Okay. Okay. Uh, Y'all be good, man. All, all right, right, Pop. Now. Be easy. All right. All, all right. right. Yeah, man. That was my dad, man. Old Pops. Yeah, he excited. He get it. You yeah, can tell him, boy. Yeah, man. He feeling he real excited. good. And he should. <laughs> He should. He should. I really, I really do, man. Michigan, they get past this hurdle this week, D. I really believe they can make some noise, man, because this can. team is yeah. really good. They got the formula, man. Yeah. Defense and running the football. Yeah. 
that's a formula for uh, uh to to win it all, man. But we're gonna see what happened. Like you said, it started this Saturday. Yep. So we'll see what happened. Well, first things first, man, the Big Ten Championship. All right, Black, let's go ahead and keep pick it up and get to championship Saturday. This is the most intense time of the year and uh I mean a week of the year for college football. We have some excellent Excellent championship games that are taking place uh, this week. Let's go ahead and start out in the Pac-12. We got a rematch. Oh, so soon rematch. On Friday night on ABC, got the Oregon Ducks looking for redemption against the Utah Utes, my boy. Black, do the Oregon Ducks somehow, someway, get redemption Beat Utah and become Pac-12 champions. Uh, I believe they get redemption. D. They uh, turn it around against Oregon State on Saturday. Looked very well. They did uh, on Saturday on neutral site. I think they. Uh, I believe they'll get uh, Utah and you know win that football game and get to a New Year's Six Bowl. Yeah, I believe Oregon do win the Pac-12. They'll clinch their ticket to the Rose Bowl uh, by winning um, this coming Friday, even though Utah will be game. But you got to think those kids in crystal ball are going to have something for those youths yeah. after what they did to them only two weeks ago, embarrassing yeah. the They Ducks. messed up everything for them. They kicked them out. Yeah. They kicked them out. Yeah. And how rare do you get an opportunity to face the team that did that to you literally a week ago? So, it should be a good game. We like the Ducks. Black, the Big 12 championship Ooh, game. My man. Lord. All this is right? the one I'm worried about. You got the eighth. Well, right now, the eighth-ranked Baylor Bears against the right now seventh-ranked Oklahoma State Cowboys. Black here is what we're looking at. Baylor has the power to really shake this thing up. If you're, in Notre, if you're a Notre Dame Fighting Irish fan, you are rooting for the Bears. You are rooting like hell. That the Bears can knock off Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State. But Black, if Oklahoma State gets this win, they are in. They will get into the college football playoff. Black, where are you at with this game? Baylor, Oklahoma State, Saturday noon on ABC. What you got? Hey, this is a tough one, man. It is. This is a tough one for me. It like. Is. It is, man. I know this game is a big deal for Oklahoma State. I yes. know it is. And Oklahoma State already beat Baylor this year. They did. In a close one, 24-14. They beat them by 10. And it was in Oklahoma State. Now it's a neutral site. And Baylor is playing really good football right now at this stage. Before, uh, before, other than when earlier than the year when they played Oklahoma State. Yeah. So... I'm really nervous for Oklahoma State here, D, coming off that, although the emotion and energy, man, they put into that Oklahoma game to win Bedlam. High noon, D, is going to be scary to watch, but I'm going to say Oklahoma State wins this game by a last-second field goal. I think Bella going to come to play, but they just come up a little short, and Oklahoma State finds a way to win this game and then perhaps put their name in the top four for the college football playoff. Baylor has been to the Big 12 championship the last two years. This is their third appearance in a row in the Big 12 championship. They have not won. This is their best chance to win the Big 12 and get to the Fiesta Bowl. This is their best chance to get to the Fiesta Bowl. 
I go back and forth. I go back and forth. Do the Cowboys stay focused enough to deal with the onslaught from a team that they beat earlier this year in a neutral site game? Do they? Is the moment too big for Oklahoma State to finally seek relevancy in college football going this deep? Right now, the opening lines are plus five favorite for Baylor. Mm. Right now, the odds are plus 170 odds for Baylor. The money line is heavy on Baylor. But Oklahoma State is creeping back in on this money line. I am going to hold firm with the Cowboys. Mm. I think this game will possibly possibly be the best game of the weekend. I'm thinking that's going to be the best game of the weekend. I think a lot of points are going to be scored, a lot of oohs and a lot of ahs in this game. But when we get deep into the fourth, somebody got to make a play to get the win. I'm going with Oklahoma State. This team fought last night when that game was almost out of control. Oklahoma was up 24 to 14. And the Cowboys said no. They said no. And they went, they came and got that thing. I'm gonna go Oklahoma State 38, Baylor 35. Mm, yes, that's sir. a good one. And I, Oklahoma State makes the college football playoff. I got something for you. I was looking on Twitter today, and, it, and, it, and, it, and when I seen what I seen, it kind of hit me. I was like, man, Gundy's been at Oklahoma State for a very long, long time. I'm time. sitting here thinking about, man, he was the coach when Dez Bryant was there. Yeah. You know, and I wanted to ask you, do you, you we've seen his career yep. through all the great players he had, the good quarterbacks he's had, the high power offenses he had, but he has never been able to get the job done. Is this his chance to really knock that door down and get into that playoff D? And would this be his only shot to do it? Because if he don't get this done, when will, when will we ever see Oklahoma State? I, I feel like they in the same situation with Michigan. They, they finally have a chance to knock that door down and get in, and this could be their best year to do it. So do you see them being able to – to Gundy being able – this is being his best chance to make any noise in that college football playoff? I think the stars are aligning for Gumby, Gundy. Excuse me. I think the stars are aligning. Here's what I mean by that. Lincoln Riley's gone. Mm. Somebody has to take over the Big 12. Yeah. And now Oklahoma State is on center stage. To reign supreme in the Big 12 for many, 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 many years to come. Can you say the long horse and Sarkeesian and make some noise and try to get interesting? Yeah, they'll try to make some things interesting before they leave to go to the SEC. Can you say Baylor or hang around and make it interesting? Yeah, you can say that. But I think the one team that is prime to take over as the big dog in the Big 12 is the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And the stars have just aligned. He beat Oklahoma yesterday. He wins his game. He's in. This this will they're in. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see no way they not in. Notre Dame resume does not hold up to Oklahoma State's resume. Because they would have been, potentially beat two top ten teams in Correct. two weeks. Right? And Baylor will be higher ranked this time than the first time they beat them. Yeah. So, yes, to answer your question, yes, this is Gundy's shot, not just for this year, but for the future of Oklahoma State and the future of the Big 12. This is huge for him. If he loses this game and Baylor goes on to win the Big 12, 
I don't know where Oklahoma State goes from this. Mm, okay. I, I think it's that big. So you you feel like he has to get it done. Game to, of his to, life. To, to claim that yeah. claim that we that yeah. you want to see. He has Game to get it done. Of his life. Okay. okay. He's had some very good teams at Oklahoma State. He has. That Brandon Whedon team that he had, mm-hmm. them boys was what 10 Des and Brian, no? yeah. I mean, yeah, them boys was <laughs> like they 10 and no starting the season. Mm-hmm. And then they flame. They flame out every year. He's never been in this spot. He's never been in this spot right here. Game of his life. Okay. This Saturday. All right, Black, let's move on to the Big Ten Championship. We've already flirted with throughout the show. Michigan Wolverines, Iowa Hawkeyes, the 10-2 Hawkeyes. Mm-hmm. Against the 11-1 Wolverines, we already know the stage and the situation. If Michigan wins, they're in the playoff. If Iowa wins, they head to the Rose Bowl. Black, do the Michigan Wolverines keep the train going? Cash in and win the Big Ten. Uh, Michigan keeps keeps this rolling. I believe Michigan. They realize what where they are. They got over that hurdle on Saturday. That's always held them back. I think Harbaugh will have these guys focused and ready to rock and roll against Iowa. It's going to be a tough, tough, tough football game because Iowa those some tough kids over there. But I think Michigan has the better quarterback play. I think Iowa quarterback is horrid. You know, outside of the <laughs> yeah. run game. I don't think, and defensively, I don't think they have much to really offer Michigan. But I think when you win championship games, you show up to play. And I believe Iowa, uh, her, uh, what's the, Herence, what's the head coach? I'm butchering his name. Kurt Ferentz. Kurt Ferentz, I have his guys. He's always have his guys ready to rock and roll in big time games. So I think this one will be close, nip and tuck. And I'm going to go with what Pop said. I'll say uh, Michigan wins by a touchdown. Yeah, I'm going the other way here. I think Michigan blows Iowa out. Mm, okay. I think Iowa come out in the first quarter, and this game is tough, contested, some nerves maybe for the Wolverines. But we, we've we seen Michigan all year. We've seen them all year. Mm-hmm. They are hitting their stride. This defense will be locked in. This run game will be absolutely dominant. I just think the energy that they have, Coach, Coach Harbaugh is an energy guy. He's going to have these boys through the roof. Focus coming off this Ohio State game. I believe they are in the classroom right now. They celebrated last night about Ohio State. Now he's on the bigger and better opportunities, and that's to win this conference and play for a national championship. I think as we get into the second half, the lead just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. I'm gonna go 35 14. <laughs> Michigan absolutely sledgehammers. <laughs> Iowa and makes it to the college football playoff. I will be stunned, really, if this game was really that close. I saw Iowa against Purdue. Yeah. I seen Iowa quarterback. He's not good. <laughs> the Iowa secondary, they're not that great. They can run the ball, and they have a decent front seven. That was earlier in the year. They ain't like that no more. Michigan, big in Indianapolis to make it to the college football playoff. Over. The Iowa Hawkeyes. All right, Black. Now, before we get there, one more game. One more game. The Atlantic American Atlantic Championship we have to talk about because why? Mm -hmm. There is a potential college football playoff team in this game. We're also, of course, we're talking about Cincinnati. They are going against the 11 and 1 mm-hmm. Houston Krugers at 4 p.m. on ABC Black. Does it go down in the American Championship game? Black, do the Houston Cougars upset the Cincinnati Bearcats and end their dreams 
Oh, making it to the college football playoff. My boy, you said Bill could shake things up. I think the Houston Cougars gonna shake this thing up, man. I just don't get me wrong. Cincinnati, they've been coming along these last couple of games. They've been they, they have been looking real dominant. But this Houston team, man, they play fast, man. They play fast. They play good football, sound football. I believe this is a chance on a neutral side. Oh, no. Matter of fact, I, I don't home know if they play. Cincinnati. They play at their home, the neutral zones at Cincinnati. Yep. I believe I believe Houston comes out, man, make a statement in a close, tight game. I'm going to pick Houston to shake things up. Oh, my God. And knock uh, Cincinnati out of the playoffs. And... um. We'll see, and after that, we gonna see what happened. But I like them to win this game by a field goal. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go twenty eight. I'm gonna go twenty eight twenty twenty four. Not by four. Twenty eight twenty four. Um, Houston over Cincinnati. I think everybody will love to see it, but we ain't gonna see it. <laughs> this is a home game at Cincinnati. They're here now. Luke Fickle will take the chains off of this team. They know Houston is a threat. They know it. This this is not a team walking in that's going to catch them sideways. They will be fully prepared. They have the better quarterback in this game. They have the better defense in this game. Luke Fickle is the better coach in this game. They do not come this far to lose in the conference championship game by a field goal. This game will be tight in the first half, but in the second half, they chip away, they chip away, they chip away. I got Cincinnati shutting everybody's mouths, mm. clinching their ticket to the college football playoff, winning this game 35-24. to 24. They cover the spread. This spread right now is 10 points for Cincinnati. Mm. It is a 10 and a half point spread for the Bearcats. The over under is set at 55, but the money line is growing for the Houston Cougars. The money line is growing for the Houston Cougars, but I think Cincinnati, they understand the assignment. And I think they get it done. They stop all this nonsense. Now, would I be mad if Houston won? I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad. Because I would be very, very, very interested to see what happens with the college football playoff. But I just think Cincinnati takes care of business. All right, Black. Atlanta, Georgia. Georgia? (laughs) Atlanta, Georgia. I can't believe this game is at 4 o'clock. They should have left this game at 8 o'clock, but I think the ACC championship. No, it's always at 4 o'clock every year. Not last year. Florida, Alabama was at 8. Oh, that's you Remember that game there? Get over to midnight. Yeah, okay. But I'm just saying, yeah. that yeah. thing it was at midnight. Black, and, and no disrespect to the ACC championship, we really, we really, you know, we ain't going to do it like that. Black. <laughs> Pittsburgh. <laughs> Black. Pittsburgh. Wake Forest. 8 o'clock. ABC. Black. There's a Pittsburgh Panthers. Get the win or do Wake Forest continue their dream season? Man, I like Mr. Pickett for president. Yeah, man. man. Uh, I'm going to roll with Pitt to win yeah. this game and potentially get an at-large to the Miami New Year's Six Bowl. Yep. To, yep. to Miami in yep. the Orange Bowl, yes. Yeah, yep. I, I like I, – I think it's going to be an entertaining, high-scoring game. But I think um, uh, Pittsburgh wins this game and they get the at-large bid to the Orange Bowl. I do think that as well. Would I be shocked if Wake Forest won? I would not be. But if this is going to be a gunslinging duel of the gunslingers, 
I got to go with Mr. Pickett, man. Mm-hmm. I think he gets it done. Pittsburgh wins the ACC. They go to the Orange Bowl to represent the Pick ACC. Pickett for president, man. Pickett for president. All right, now let's get to it, man. <laughs> Atlanta, Georgia, the SEC East champion, Georgia Bulldogs, who've been dominant all year long with no questions in sight. Throughout their journey so far, they take on the Alabama Crimson Tide, the reigning, defending SEC and national champion coached by the GOAT, Nicholas Saban. Nicholas Saban has lost to one assistant, and that one assistant was not Kirby Smart. That one assistant is Jimbo Fisher. Black, the money line. For this game is getting tighter and tighter and tighter. The odds makers have Alabama a six and a half point favorite. The over under set at 50 and a half. And the odds of this game are slick. Georgia's favorite at a minus 255, with Alabama being a plus 205 underdog. Vegas think this thing is going to be nip tuck tight. Black. Who wins the SEC and go on to the college football playoff? Or do both of these teams go to the college football playoff? And we know how that can happen. What we got, Black? Mm. Man, this game, we have been, <laughs> we've been talking about this game before. <laughs> mm-hmm. At the beginning of preview for the college football uh, season, mm-hmm. man, and it's finally here. And I said something on the uh, on the preview episode that if these guys played each other, that I was going to have to see Georgia's quarterback play and see would he be able to make some plays on this Alabama defense. And they run the ball. They already you already know what their defense is and what their and 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 what they've been doing to teams this year. And I believe D that Georgia quarterback um, Bennett can make some plays on this defense of Alabama's and that run game is going to be unstoppable because Alabama literally hasn't stopped anybody all year. They've outscoring people. It's going to be very, very close, D, very, very close. But I'm going to pick Georgia to win this game by a touchdown. I believe Alabama scores some points. This 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 will be the team that scored the most points on Bama, on uh, Georgia all year. But Alabama will score points, but Georgia's going to win this game by a touchdown and uh, win the SEC championship and go on to the college football playoff. Hmm. You know, I go back and I go forth and I go back and I go forth. And I talked to some college football fans today at work, and we all feel the same. This Georgia team hasn't faced the wide receivers that play for Alabama this year. This Georgia defense hasn't faced a quarterback like the quarterback that plays for Alabama this year. This Georgia team has not went up against elite coaching since week one with Dabble Sweeney and his staff when they played Clemson a 10-6 game. This game will not be what everybody is going to expect. You have some people calling for Georgia to absolutely roll Alabama. I don't even remotely see it. There's more talent. Listen to me. There's more talent overall for the Crimson Tide than it is for the Bulldogs. Hear me. 
the Bulldogs may have the more dominant players. There's a difference. You can have a pool of talent, but your guys might be a little bit more dominant than their best guys. That's what Georgia has. But all around, I think Alabama has more talent. And I for sure, for sure, think they got the better coaching. Nick Saban will have these boys ready to go. He will pull every trick out of the bag this Saturday. One of my friends at work said this to me today. He said Nick Saban ran a basic game plan against Auburn. Everybody thought Auburn, everybody thinks something's wrong with Alabama's offense. They said Saban and that team ran a basic offense because they thought that would be good enough to beat Auburn. It almost wasn't good enough, but it was. Did that Alabama team look different to you when they got late in that fourth quarter and they went into overtime? All of a sudden, they started clicking, right? Mm-hmm. Certain plays started happening, right? Well, that's going to happen this Saturday. Alabama will make this thing very, very, very interesting. But the Georgia Bulldogs have been absolutely vicious defensively, historically great all year long. No chinks in the armor. I think they get knocked on their heels in the first quarter. I think they get a slap in the face in the first quarter to say, hey, the champs are in the building and we will not go quietly. Alabama, they won't get it done, though. The Georgia Bulldogs will squeak out of victory. You ready for this, go? 38-37. The Georgia Bulldogs, Mm. last second field goal as time expires. Off a Bryce Young turnover to put them in position. Mm. The defense will win the game for the Georgia Bulldogs. The Georgia Bulldogs head to the college football playoff at the number one seed. The Alabama Christmas Tide end up in the Sugar Bowl. Mm. That's my prediction. They end up in New Orleans. Yeah, that's my prediction. Mm. Only if this day don't get shook up though, right? Will it took... Will a two-loss team make this playoff, D, in your opinion, if things get shaken up a little bit? And that's a really potential. No. You still have to look out for Notre Dame, who's only has one loss. If it's one team that can make this with two losses, would it be Bama? Or will, that's something we'll never see in this college football playoff. If Bama beats Georgia, they're in. They're in, of course. But is Georgia but still lose? In? Yes, Georgia's locked in now. There's only three spots left in college football playoff. So who goes? Georgia's in. Who goes, D? Georgia's in. Who goes? If Georgia's in, who goes away? Michigan, Cincinnati. Here's your playoff. Let's go ahead and get into it. Here's your playoff next week. Your number one overall ranked seed will be the Georgia Bulldogs. Your number two seed will be the Michigan Wolverines. Your number three seed will be the Cincinnati Bearcats. And your number four seed will be the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Your semifinal matchups will be Alabama versus Oklahoma State and Michigan and Cincinnati. That is your semifinals game on January 1st. That's your picks. That's my picks. What you got? I'm going to go Georgia. Number one seed. Mm -hmm. Number one overall seed. I'm going to go Michigan, number two seed. D, I'm going to go Oklahoma State, three seed. Mm. And I'm going to go 
man. You called for the upset, so Cincinnati out. You got to give me another team now. You called the upset. I'm a, if I'm picking right now, man, and I'm looking at this thing, depending on what these rankings be at on Tuesday, I'm going to say Notre Dame finds a way to sneak in at number four. Okay, I knew you was going to say that. Yeah. Perfect. So I how? Find a way to, they find a way because of where they're going to be at. Where they're going to be at. I think they're going to be, I believe, they would be probably number five or number six on new play on the new on the new rankings on Tuesday. I think in the AP they rank six now, if I'm not mistaken, that's behind a- Oklahoma State. That's the AP. That's that's just the, I'm just saying, just on the AP now they have them ranked six. A- AP don't matter though. I know it doesn't matter. Oh, I'm just saying okay. where they where they rank that in the AP now. Okay, they six, but I think on uh, Tuesday on Tuesday they may have them at five because they're still eleven and one. On the, they'll be on the outside looking in, unless you have. I can't see what other. If it's not them, it got to be a two loss team. D. It won't be though. If it it's not be, them, though. it got to be a two loss team. The only team in position with two losses to get in. The only team would be Alabama. Of course, but I'm. That's what I said. If it's if they if if Cincinnati loses. They're going. They're going to potentially be out. They will be out. Other than Alabama, eleven and one, the teams behind them have two losses. So do you let do you let Notre Dame in with the one loss, or do you allow Alabama to sneak in in that fourth spot with two losses? They need a lot of help for this to happen. This is what they need for them to potentially shake things up. That's what I want to know from you. What if it shakes up the? What if Cincinnati drops the ball and loses to Houston? Okay, but you didn't predict that. Okay, all right. What is the shakeup here? What team do you feel will get that fourth spot if Cincinnati loses to Houston? In your opinion, if you on that board, who are you going to say, man? Notre Dame, Alabama, but Alabama has two losses. A team, and it's never been done in the playoff. Two lost team has never made the playoff. And you have one loss Notre Dame sitting there at number five and just need a team to lose for them to be in. What are you going to do? <sighs> My head is telling me that Notre Dame will get in if that happens. College football will not piss on Notre Dame. They're too valuable and they bring too much to college football. The pageantry that is there waiting for Notre Dame, they're not going to bypass that. The committee won't do it. Mm-hmm. Notre Dame will get in just based off that. Bama will have to get in. The only way they could get in as a two-loss team is if they lose literally by one point to Georgia. It will have to be one point. I'm talking about 40 to 39. What you said? 38, 37? Georgia, though. <laughs> Georgia, though. Oh, okay. You said they would have to win by a point. They would, I mean, they would have, If they lose, yeah. I mean, it would have to be something like that. One point. Okay. But you need Cincinnati to lose. You need Oklahoma State to lose. You probably need Michigan to lose as well. Do you know what we're facing here? So you saying you'll need three teams. I just think so, in the man. In the potential of it, you'll need three teams to lose for a two-loss team to have a chance to get in the playoff. It, yes. Here's what we're really looking at. You ready for this? hmm A Michigan loss. An Oklahoma State loss. And a Cincinnati loss. What 
happens then. This is the mm. that's the real chaos button. Who's getting in now? Do Ohio State come back into the equation? Mm-mm-mm. Does Baylor get into the conversation? Does Oregon find their way back into the situation? Ole Miss too? Can they get in without even competing for their conference title? Ohio State? We're looking at chaos, trauma. You know what? If it's one of those teams, then I'm looking at it. Based on what they have done in the regular season. If Baylor beats Oklahoma, who will potentially be ranked in the top four come four, Saturday, possibly, they will have beaten a top ten ranked Oklahoma at home, and then a top four ranked Oklahoma State neutral site for a championship. I think you got to give Baylor a look. Okay, yeah, I agree. I agree. The other team in this equation that I'm going to put, I'm going to put them out of the mix would be. Ole Miss because they didn't beat Alabama. They beat AM, but they didn't beat Alabama. Yeah, they would So be I out. think Alabama will stay in front of them. They'll be out. They'll be out. The other the only other team I can think of that got key wins, D, is is Ohio State. Oregon. <sighs> D. They beat Ohio State. They'll win that championship. They'll re- they'll redeem a loss that they lost. They lost to a team. You're right. Conference championships matter, and they beat Ohio and State, and they beat Ohio State at, Ohio at the Big State. House. So I'll gi- I'll give you Oregon. I'll give you Oregon for now. But if I had to, p- I get two, or you, I'm you giving two, me one. Two teams. If I had two teams, I would go. I would go Baylor, and I would go Oregon because of what they've beat so far. They beat a top ten ranked Oklahoma at home, and then if they win the conference championship, the Big Twelve, they've beaten the top four. Oklahoma State team. You have to put Bell in. No we, question about it. We could be potentially looking at a Georgia, Notre Dame, Baylor, and Oregon college football playoff if madness shakes loose. So you agree with Oregon and Baylor? I do. Okay, so you don't feel like Alabama has enough to overtake Baylor or Oregon if they both win their conference championship? I, I don't. With the resume? I don't. Okay. I don't. I don't. We got madness could potentially happen. It could, here, man. but you know what, D? We haven't seen anything like this before. Most teams that we see usually stay packed. They do. They usually do. They do. But man, would the shakeup be real if this, if it happened? We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I, I I I'd be really 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 looking forward so, to. And the thing with me with Michigan is, man, if Michigan did lose, do you not look at the win over Ohio State in the way they won? Do you drop them that far if it's close, nip and tuck with You're Iowa? Right. You're right. Because the way they lost to Michigan State, Michigan State was beat. They were. Michigan looked like, even though they lost, Michigan was the better team on that field that day. Even though they lost. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. Mm-hmm. We're looking at some real madness here, man. These rankings come out this Tuesday. Yeah. And I'm going to be glued to the TV. I just think we got to think about it all. You know, I know we just talk about this the 4-2. This is the fun two. part. This is yeah, the fun I know part. we just talk about the four t- the, the, the teams we think going to be in, which is good. But this is college football at the end of the day. Anything can happen. This thing can, like you said, uh, Bella, uh, Houston, and Iowa 
have the potential to shake this thing up for us. Only team we really don't think is going to lose, we usually solid on, is Georgia. We think Georgia going to take care of business. But those other three teams, it's kind of up in the air. You, it's it's up in the air for me, D, because I'm not going to say Michigan as much, but Miss, but uh, Oklahoma State and Cincinnati, they could be beat. And you know how revenge games go. Yeah. In college football, and Bella is primed for revenge, and they're playing good football right now. But I don't think they'll do it. But man, if they do, and if if Houston shake this thing up, and somehow Iowa beats Michigan, we could be seeing chaos. I think this would be. I think this thing will get down to the last thirty seconds of the show before they announce what the top four gonna be, because it's gonna be so much shake up. They're gonna be sitting in that room sweating. With the temperature at seven degrees, they're gonna be sweating. Well, thankfully, trying to figure this thing out. Well, thankfully, the the, the, the ranking show comes on at noon. Oh, okay. So, thankfully, it comes on at noon, and hopefully, sometime uh, they'll get it done. So, I can already tell you, next week's show is fully dedicated to the playoff and the bowl game matchups that are going to be announced. Mm-hmm. We ain't talking about nothing else on next week's show because I can't remember a college football season like this. Man, I tell you, I would love to sit in that room, D. Oh my watch. God, can you imagine? <laughs> I would probably pay money to sit. I in that know they room. wishing, man, make this thing easy for us. No, nope. I know they could be wishing, like, they make it be. easy. Well, we they can just be. boom, boom, boom. Okay, you guys win and is. we're done. Yeah, but if the well, shake we'll up happens, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I, I can guarantee you, I won't spend one dollar next Saturday. <laughs> Because I'm going to be in the house Ooh, locked in, man. So, we'll see, man. We'll see. College football playoff new rankings come out this Tuesday. Championship Saturday, next Saturday. And then, of course, the college football playoff reveal show will be next Sunday. Then me and Black will be followed after that. We'll be dropping the sports desk that night. Really looking forward to seeing what happens in college football. It goes by so fast, man. It does, man. It's all, we're literally... Done with the regular season. It's championship Saturday, and then we get the bowl games, and then we got to sit and wait another eight months. Oh, man, that sucks. It's the longest drought in sports, college football. Yes, it is, man. It's the longest drought in sports. You kind of wish they give these kids a few more games, but hey, you know, it's a fun thing, and we really, really enjoyed it. So, you know, we know we've been talking a lot of college football. It's been just due. We're going to go over a little bit of things in the NFL we're going to stop by the NBA, then we're going to get out of here. All right, man. Um, well, let's go ahead and, and, and kind of give ourselves a little break and play some of this little theme music. Man. All Let's go ahead and get into some of the games uh, that is that have gone down already in the National Football League. Now, Black, me and Black all always record. Well, not always. We're recording on this Sunday. Right now, we got the Rams and the Green Bay Packers doing business in Green Bay. Green Bay is up 36-25. to 25. Black, the Rams have lost two in a row. They say Matthew Stafford could be really hurt. Elbow, back, tailbone. They say he is not in the best shape. They could. They look like they're going to lose their third straight game out here in Lambeau. Black, this is your Super Bowl pick, the Los Angeles Rams. Are you concerned 
what's going down in LA because we are virtually at the halfway point of the season. Rams still sitting at seven and three. Look like they're going to be seven and four after today. Uh, I'm a little concerned, especially with uh, more concerned with Matthew Stafford, his health. Yeah, because I believe that a healthy Matthew Stafford is what the Los Angeles Rams need. I believe uh, with this defense and the pieces they have on offense, I think they'll be fine. But Matthew, Staff- Matthew Stafford's health is the the key thing here. If he's healthy, if they lose in these games, I still think they'll get in as a wild card but have to do it on a roll. I potentially think they can – I really believe they could do that. But if not – that's a bad recipe, man, for him to be unhealthy. You know, even though I know they play Jacksonville next week, you know, that's a easy win, <laughs> and, you know, if you want to say that. But um, losing this great game here in Green Bay if they don't come back, but um, that's a big that's a big loss because you're going to have them tied. They won't even be the division leader and have four losses, so they'll be in the hunt and not even in the wild card, if I'm not mistaken. So um, it's going to be interesting to see what happened to them, but they have to find a way to start getting some wins. But the health of Matthew Stafford is key among anything because he's the key to this happening for the Los Angeles uh, Los Angeles Rams to potentially get to a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, it's just, man, I, I, I want to say that I'm stunned. I want to say that I'm stunned. Uh, that the Rams are in the position that they are. I mean, they're going on their third straight loss. Looks like uh, Matt Crosby just missed the field goal to really ice the game for the uh, Green Bay Packers. So there's still an opportunity there uh, for them to make something happen. But I just kind of think, you know, well, not think basically what Black said. If Matthew Stafford not healthy, they're not going anywhere. They made the big trade to get rid of Sam Donald to bring him in because Sean McVay believed he had all of the tools to get this team to the next level. We had an OBJ site in a day. He's scoring a 54-yard touchdown from Matthew Stafford. So we'll have to see. I mean, they're, you know, they are uh they're coming up on a bye week next week. So that gives them a little time out in LA in the warm weather to kind of heal up, get Stafford some treatment, get Odell on the same page uh on the offensive side of the ball. But we'll see. But I think they're treading on very, very thin ice, man. The Arizona Cardinals are still winning despite Kyler Murray not playing. The Cardinals mm-hmm. are off this week. Murray will be back next week. They didn't lose while Murray was hurt. They didn't. That is a very, very, very bad sign for this division. Seattle is plummeting. Russell Wilson should have got out of there this offseason. Either Russell Wilson need to go or Pete Carroll need to go. Somebody's time is up there. It just don't work no more. (laughs) The San Francisco 49ers, they're finding a way back in it. Kyle Shanahan, like he's gaining control of his team again. 49ers, like they're going to cash in on the win against a hot – uh, Minnesota Vikings team and shout out, man. Prayers for Dalvin Cook, man. I saw the video clip. It looked bad. It looked bad, man. He got carted oh, off man. the field. Um, just shout out to Dalvin Cook, man. Of course, the Florida State of none, but we love Dalvin here, and we hope he has a speedy recovery. You just hate to see it. You just hate to see it, man. So prayers up for Dalvin Cook, man, and his speedy recovery for him. But um, you know, the 49ers are back in it. So this division, man, this thing is really starting to shape out. And the Rams better get their act together. They better get yeah. their act together, or they're gonna be looking at a six or seventh or uh, eighth seed in this playoff. And you wanna potentially have to go on the road to Lambo. Mm. You're not winning there. I mean, you're already there now. And you're getting smoked. <laughs> you're getting smoked. So we'll see what potentially goes down. All right, Black, the Jaguars fall 21 to 14 to the putrid, the disgusting, the disabled Atlanta Falcons. 
Hold on. Black, what is up with the Jags? Did you see any type of improvement in another loss at home today? Love the group, the teal and black unis, by the way. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, man. Um, pretty much <laughs> of the same, you know. Um, my son was at the game today. Marcel, he's in the building. So he said Trevor looked, he looked good, but not good enough, you know. So I guess it's different when you send him up close and personal. Yeah. You know, so he got to look at him, but. Um, for me, man, it's just more of the same, you know, week in and week out. There's no talent there. Uh, it seemed like the receivers were able to catch on, uh, hold on to a couple balls to help Trevor out a little bit to the, today. But, man, it's just Trevor don't have much talent around him, man. If you depending on the punt return sensation in Agnew to be the focal point of your offense, something is wrong in Jacksonville. So uh, yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of things need to be answered. Some things need to change. Got to get some talent, uh, some talent around Trevor. I'm still rocking with my team, man. It, it, this gonna take time, D. It's gonna this gonna have to be built up, man, and then see what we got. But more of the same with Jacksonville, week in and week out. Uh, just uh, they they compete and then they just come up short. You know, Trevor get the ball with time to make something happen for and out. So. That goes on talent, coaching. So we'll see what happened, D, with the Jaguars moving forward. Yeah, we got to get our uh, uh, NFL Jacksonville Jaguar correspondent Rashad Robinson back in here. You know you haven't heard from him in a couple weeks. We got to get him back in here. I just know he's disgusted. <laughs> you know, my dog was coming on here week in and week out, man, just absolutely flatlined by the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't even see my dog tweeting about it. I ain't even seen my dog Mm-mm. on Sundays when it comes to the Jaguars, man. man. He's just, he just probably sick of it. But look, I don't have nothing to add. Talent issue. The Falcons are bad, but they're better than the Jaguars. Okay? A little more talent. A little bit more talent. I mean, they don't have nothing. Now, I saw some of the game, and Trevor is standing tall in that pocket. He's getting better with his delivery. He just don't have nobody to catch the ball and do nothing with it. He don't have nothing around him, man. He has really small pieces around him, and that's not good enough. Jacksonville, the city of Jacksonville, the county of Duval, we got to stay the course. Waiting game, year in and year out. Urban Meyer is being humbled. How is he going to adapt? How is he going to adapt going into the next season with Trevor Lawrence and the Jacksonville Jaguars? We're just going to have to wait and see. All right, Black, we're going to we're gonna run through a few scores. You know, man, my Cowboys, man. <laughs> D, don't do it, man. <clears throat> Black, you got a minute? Don't do it, bro. <sighs> you know, I don't like to lose at all. Don't like to lose at all. But I said coming off who do we lose to the week before? No, we beat Atlanta, and then we lost to Denver the week before that. I said to myself, I said, we need to beat the Raiders. Lost to Kansas City. So we lost oh, yeah, we lost to Kansas, lost City. Kansas City. We need to beat the Raiders. We're all, we're one and three against the AFC West. We needed to beat the Raiders. They're depleted, emotionally spent, burnt out. These guys came into Dallas on Thanksgiving Day when the Cowboys had a 10-point spread and won 36-33. Anthony Brown! (laughs) 
How did you get in the National Football League, sir? Come on, man. You suffer four PIs in this game. And the most egregious of them all was in overtime. When it was third and 15, all you got to do is stay in front and turn your head around and you don't get a PI called against you. What do you do? You put your hands up like you've never played a position before. You look like you're not a superior athlete. You piss down your leg. You don't look like you're ready to do anything out there on the football field. Shout out to Coach 30. <laughs> you're out there on the field. You just don't look like you're capable of doing anything that a defensive back can do at the highest level in the National Football League. Sir, you sicking me beyond belief. You need to spend a little bit extra time with Diggs and the DB coach after practice. Because you are out of position and you are getting railroaded out there by yourself. You can't afford to be by yourself no more. They got to put somebody over the top of you. You got my secondary out there looking putrid. My post front seven is doing all they can to buy you some time so you can make a play. But boy, you need some help. <laughs> Cowboys have lost two in a row. We don't lost three out of the last four games, sitting at seven and four. Still, a, still atop of the NFC East. Shout out to the New York Football Giants for beating the Philadelphia Eagles. Gave my lead a little bit more. But I didn't want to be a six or seven seed in the NFC playoffs. I wanted to be a one seed. We were sitting right there. It doesn't get easier for the Cowboys. Let's get it together. Dak played well. I'm really worried about Ezekiel Elliott. I don't think he's healthy. They're considering sitting him this Thursday night uh, against the New Orleans Saints in New Orleans. That's how banged up that knee is. Parsons, I love him, man. He's a great young talent. We get CD and we get Amari back this week. We haven't had him for two weeks. And somehow, someway, Dak was able to do what he did with Wilson and Brown and try to make the best. We got Michael Gallup back. We need to settle down. We need to get a win Thursday night before I absolutely lose my top. Anthony Brown, do some lunges in the gym tomorrow. Anthony Brown, do some wind sprints. Watch some tape, Anthony. Don't look inferior out there on the field, absolutely costing your team a chance to win the game. Deshaun Jackson was out there cooking you like a grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> you can't be a defensive back out there. Turn your hips. Drop your butt. Do something. Use your hands. By God. I'm done, Black. Am I overreacting with the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah, you overreacting, bro. Oh, okay. You right. know, Anthony Brown, he he's not the best corner, but some of them calls was BS on him, man. Okay. Some of them IPs was BS on him, man. Um, if you want to talk about anybody getting cooked, it was Diggs. Because her little Hunter Renfro was out here just running wild like he wanted to, my boy. He had over 100 yards receiving against Diggs. No, he didn't, bro. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he didn't, bro. Look at you. Who what? He had over. I got him in fantasy, my boy. He, he got me 17 points. He had uh, eight receptions for a buck, for a buck 20, buck 25. It, Come on, man. It wasn't all Come on. Diggs, I'm, look here, man. Leslie, you can talk about Diggs, too. I understand he lead the league and picks it there. But he was getting cooked out there too by little Hunter Renfro. All right. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. Let's right. NFL Network will have the game on there at some point in time this week. We need to go back and look at it. Uh huh. So man, get up off old Malcolm uh, Brown like that, man. You know some of them the refs, man, just jacking for the for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders in that game, man. That was just BS, man. But I love the fight in that man. That game looked like early it was going to get away from the Cowboys. It did. 
You know, but Dak and them found a way to get back in this game. They kept fighting. Dalton Schultz, I love you. Dalton Schultz, I love that tight end, man. I love him. He made key catches, man, down the field, man, to put your team in position. <clears throat> you know, D, I think he overreacted, man. The Cowboys uh, will uh, be fine. Uh. No CD, no Amari. Mm. Uh, and, and, man, come on. We, we got to give Paula this props, too, man. Like, if Zeke, sure. if Zeke hurt, go on to sit him. Paula playing better than him anyway. Whoa. Go on and sit him. Whoa. Go on and sit him. Don't be so aggressive, Because Paula is out here balling for the Cowboys. Yeah, I ain't being be disrespectful. So if, if Zeke ain't producing, you need to play You need to play the player who's producing for you. You've been a little And that's bro. Paula. So they need to play Paula and sit Zeke till he get healthy. You've been a little aggressive, Until he bro. get healthy. I'm not concerned about the Cowboys. They'll be all right. They had injuries. Uh, it happens. I expect them to bounce back big time against God off of New Orleans this weekend and get the job done. I, I hope you're right. Because if you're not, I'm calling you on the carpet next week on the show, my boy. I hope you're right. <laughs> All right, we're going to run through a couple scores, and uh, we're going to move on from the NFL. Like I said, me and Black are recording on this Sunday. You had the 49ers get a win over the Minnesota Vikings, 34-26. The Broncos surprisingly getting another big win, knocking off the Chargers, man. 28-13, the Bucks are back on track in a very good game earlier this afternoon. They beat the Indianapolis Colts 38-31. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers out here getting rolled and flattened like a pancake. 4-1-10, oh, the Cincinnati Bengals absolutely destroy the Steelers. Shout out to the New York football giants handling the Philadelphia Eagles 13-7. The New York Jets get their second win of the year, knocking off the, ten, uh, the Houston Texans. The Patriots, man, 36-13. Mm. Getting their eighth win of the season. You know what go down next Monday. Do you know what go down <laughs> next Monday? That thing super real. Because <laughs> the dumb bills got back on track. They look like super something. real. The New York, I mean the New England Patriots are one game out the number one seed in the AFC. Huh? I said the New England Patriots and the rookie of the year are one game out. Of the number one seed in the whole NFL. <laughs> now we're gonna talk about that later. Cause y'all dogged that Bill Belichick. Y'all dogged him out. And we're gonna have a conversation about that. Buffalo Bills back on track 31 to 6 Thanksgiving night, uh knocking off the Saints. What you got? Whoever wins Monday night, they win the division. For sure. For sure. For sure. Okay. Yeah, that's what All it's right. for. That's what this for That's Monday this night. For. And I can tell you who I'm going with right now. <laughs> the kid. The kid. Yeah, that thing going to be sticky wicked. Can't boy. wait. Sticky wicked. You got that right, my boy. <laughs> the Bears hand the lines another loss, 16 to 14. You can't have 69 penalties in the game, Detroit. <laughs> you can't have 69 penalties? You gave up almost 300 yards in penalties. That's crazy, man. Matt Campbell, are you doing anything to show discipline? Bengals, I mean, uh, Lions, still winless. Matt Corral, or whoever, go meet the number one pick. I'll boy, they pray might, for you. Boy, they might, <laughs> they I'll might pray for put, you. They might put Eli in the draft. Oh. I'll pray for you because the Detroit Lions <laughs> are absolutely trash. Man, Cam Newton got benched today, man. Oh. My dog was five for 20, man. Two intercepts in the first half. They set my dog down, man. I'm going to say this, though. No, Cam is not playing well, but he just got there last week. I think it's kind of unfair that 
to put all that expectation on him with him being a starter under this Matt Rule offense. He did play bad today. But I think they need to use Cam sparingly like they, like they was using him the week before. Bring him in in key situations and see if he can contribute and, 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 and see if he can get a, a better grasp on his playbook. He made no excuses the day after the press conference. He said he played like absolute trash, and they did not bring him there to do that. So tough to see Cam go out the way that he went, but man, getting benched in the second half, the Panthers taking the loss 33-10 to to the Dolphins. Pushing them further and further away from the playoffs, man. I don't want to see that. All right, man. So that's pretty much all we got for NFL tomorrow night, Monday night football. You got the Seattle Seahawks against the Washington football team. Ah, I'll probably find me something else to do. Dang. But we'll see, man. We'll see. Washington's been playing pretty well as of late. Seattle, I'm a Russell Wilson fan, but man, I just don't, I'm just not entertained by the Seahawks. <laughs> I, I just don't feel the best talking about the Seattle Seahawks. Pete Carroll got to go. Mm. They got the fire Petey man He worn out his welcome Yeah he done He had that chewing on that gun With the monarchs out there man He ain't coaching nothing man Get this man out of here Mm. Get him out of here All right, Black Before we leave You know what we got to do man We got to talk us a little bit LeBron James In the National Basketball Association Uh, We're going to be obviously Ramping up our NBA coverage In the next LeBron James Couple of weeks LeBron James Talk about a week for the king Last Sunday, as we were recording, the scuffle broke loose. Um, LeBron inadvertently or did it on purpose through the elbow or the back fist. Uh, I forget the kid's name, uh, who he hit in the face. After looking at the video, LeBron did that on purpose. He did that on purpose. I can't make no. I watched the video. LeBron looked back at that man and he swung that back fist. The young man was in position. The Isaiah Sims, I think. Isaiah Something, Something like yeah. that. He was in position Stewart. to Stewart. He was in position to get the rebound. I guess Braun did not like the um uh position he was taking. And Braun threw back through that back fist, man. He threw that back fist. He did it on purpose, man. The kid lost control when blood started trickling down. We saw what happened. As a result of that, I did not think the NBA was gonna suspend LeBron. Going into Madison Square Garden, I was shocked. When I looked down on my phone and I said, dang, uh, Adam, Silver, you going to suspend <laughs> the king when he going to the guard for his only time this year? Just find him. Just find him. You going to suspend him? You going to suspend him? So I was stunned by that. Then LeBron makes his return on Thursday night against the Indiana Pacers and goes berserk on them boys. 39, 10, and 8. Dropped the big monkey nuts on them boys with that deep three and did the Sam Cassell in the hoodest way possible. They fined my dog for that. <laughs> 20,000. <laughs> so I got to thinking, Black, and I'm, let's see if I'm tripping, man. I want to hear what you think about this, man. Hot take from your boy. Is the NBA moving on from LeBron James? Is LeBron James starting to lose some of his armor when it comes to the NBA? You know what I mean by armor? The face of the league. The guy who is untouchable no matter what. Is LeBron starting to lose some of the luster, the respect by these ticky-tack egregious Penalties that was stiffing up on him. They got my dog in the press conference Friday night telling me he got to do better. 
what? Because you dropped off the paces for a 40 bomb and you swung your monkey nuts? You got to do somebody talk LeBron. Him and Adam probably was on the phone, man. Silver said, I need to holler at you. Black, do you think the league is starting to move on from LeBron James slowly? I don't think so, man. Uh, no, ain't no thing. No, they're not. He, LeBron's still the face of this league, man. We know it's time coming to an end soon. We just don't know when. But, man, I, I just think the league just stiffening up on everything this year, mm. honestly. You know, with the with the uh, changes in the calls, the way the referees call some of these games. Look at James Harden, man. Like, this man got booze, man. Like booze yeah, man. of the night. Like yeah, these changes these changes in these calls have really changed things around for James Harden uh for basketball, man. So I just think it's they just stiffening up on things, some things they don't want to deal with, and LeBron is not the exception of that, you know. So okay. to make a statement and show they're gonna go after the best player in the league when you do something like that. Like you say, I looked at the video as well. LeBron did that purposely. He did. He did, and he ain't a he ain't a uh, LeBron's ain't a not player. a dirty player. Man, just got frustrated. Bro. Had, bro, got you in the moment, and you got hot, bro. It he happens, bro. You know when you get up in age a little bit, you're 19. <laughs> the little small things start getting up under your skin. I understand it. You know what I'm saying? Young you know how girl. little stuff might make us hot right now, yeah. bro. You know what I'm saying? Older so the older we get, so that's all that was. But the league's not moving on from LeBron James right now. Uh, all is well, but man, I, I hated the fine. I didn't like that. I believe in moments like that, you know, you leave LeBron alone, but you leave anybody alone. I want to be mad with nobody. The league's stiffening up, man. They making, I guess, all the things that happened last year and the year before that in the bubble. They just trying to make a statement on how things need to run in the league. Adam Silver trying to buckle down on things here all of a sudden. So, man, Adam get hey, nerd, I, <clears throat> I think. I think it's just, man, like I say, I think it's just uh, the league, they uh, switching up some things. Adam Silver want to do things differently and be a, a whole people a little more accountable for the things they do on the basketball court. I think that's all it is, D. Adam getting on my nerves, bruh. Well, bruh, he got to respect this spot, bruh. Got to respect the spot. And I want to say this before we close. <laughs> Anthony Marshawn David Jr., you soft, dog. You soft. You soft, bro. That video, you ain't had LeBron back at all. You around here getting held by the towel boy. That's a shame. Falling <laughs> over. He touching your leg. You falling over. You you shook, scared to death. They got the camera on you. You out here like you on the surfboard. You out here like this here, sir. You soft, boy. And then Russell Westbrook holding up that girl stance like he finna like do he something. Box he something ain't finna do nothing. The only real one out there was mellow. <laughs> Mello was on the road. He yeah. was waiting at the tunnel for dog. Mello said, "Well, what you doing yeah, what over you here? What you doing over here, Cubs?" Yeah. <laughs> he the only I'm real one that was finna stand down for LeBron. I Anthony, see. I'm looking at. I said, "Look at him over there, six eleven for nothing." Anthony Davis and Whisper just need to be shamed. I mean, he's sell. standing there with his hands up with I his said, little thing. What you finna? You finna box female somebody. boxer, bro? <laughs> I was so embarrassed by the Lakers, man. Especially you, AD. I'm, I watched the video ten times. I'm sick of AD. This man, Isaiah Stewart, was breaking through everybody. I'm sick of him, man. And you standing there, you standing there like you falling over by the tower boy. How the tower boy hit the tower boy was holding Gatorade in his hand. <laughs> what, you, what you doing out there, man? Yeah, AD ain't about that life. Man. He ain't about that life at all. Well, I believe that. anybody right now drop AD boy. Yeah. He can't even stand on his feet during the game. Bro. I mean, he so if he that. falling down, if somebody <laughs> touching him doing the game, you know he ain't about that warfare, boy. But you want to try to rough up Dwight Howard on the sideline, knowing Dwight Howard can't do nothing, y'all going to cut him. 
white can't do nothing. Oh, you gonna try to buff up, but when them boys was out there, them little reckless youngins was out there. And matter of fact, the Pistons play the Lakers tonight at nine thirty. Mm. I might tune in just to see what's going on. It's in L.A. It's in L.A. Oh, okay. I might tune in a little bit to see what's rocking out there. But you know who probable? Oh, Anthony Davis. Oh yeah, cause he need to sit on the sideline, just soft, bro. I'm, you know what, bro. His play is really wrecked my nerve here the past couple of days, man. I'm just sick. And it, and it all started with the game against the Bucks when Giannis just. <laughs> Listen to me, man. I don't want to hear a conversation about no damn AD and Giannis. Giannis is by far better than Anthony Davis. By far. It's sad. Somebody really tried to bring that conversation up at work. It's not no, it's not a conversation. Stop talking about it, please. Stop talking about it. The only thing Marshawn is holding on to is that championship in the damn bubble. That's all. And he think he got it, man. You ain't done crap. Woo. I'm just sick of it. You ain't done nothing. nothing. You bought you supposed to be the face of this thing in LA. 200 million. Not LeBron. You 200 million. And you want to sit up here, oh yeah, man, I went in the bubble. This I got you ain't done. Go get that thing out the mud like Giannis did. Regardless of how the situation went, he went and got that thing. Man dropped the 50 bomb on this man. This man didn't even go to the free throw line. This man got as many points as you fell down on the floor. <laughs> he got 40, you fell down 40 times. Oh. I'm, just, I'm just sick of him. Stay on your feet, you big bastard. <laughs> Every time I look around, I, I get pissed. I look at these Lakers games and cut them off because every time I cut it on and when I do go back to it, look what I, what's the first thing I see? Do you want to know what that is? AD getting up off the floor. (laughs) Or AD going on the floor talking about (laughs) Get up and (laughs) get up and do something, man. Do something. I mean, it's just it's just awful, man. Y'all y'all lose to the Sacramento. They ain't even got no head coach. They fired their head coach the night before, and y'all lost to them in four overtimes. Ow. 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 That's just you. crazy to me, man. Hey. I, don't under- I don't understand that, bro. Hey. AD making me real mad, bro. I know it's a long season, but, man, just, just stop what you're doing, man. You're making yourself look bad out here. And then you have to get from my homeboy. These man, the Lakers need some help. <laughs> Look, man, <laughs> I set a deadline for the Lakers on Christmas Day. <laughs> I had a self meeting with myself. We finna wrap up this show. I had a self meeting with myself the other day. You want to know what that meeting was, Black? I was sitting alone in my room. I just said, you know, let me close the door. I closed the door and I was sitting on the edge of my bed. The lights was out. The AC was on. It was cold in my room. (laughs) And I was thinking nothing about the Los Angeles Lakers in my head. I said, you know what, man? I was prepared to buy me an Anthony Davis jersey at the beginning of the year. A LeBron James number six jersey. I I was going to order me quite a few Lakers jerseys this year and put put them up in the studio, man. But I ain't ordered one. (laughs) 
and I don't plan on ordering one. So Christmas Day is the deadline. I said to myself, I said, self, this is exactly how I was talking to myself, like somebody was in the room with me. I said, self, I'm giving these boys four weeks to get it together before 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Christmas Day. Because we play the Brooklyn Nets, they come on out to Los Angeles. And if they embarrass me on Christmas Day, and we ain't got nothing yet, we're the seventh seed in the West. <laughs> Again? I look on ESPN the other night, they said, oh, the Lakers are back in playing game contention. Look at the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns have won 300 games in a row. And went, to, and went to the Big Apple and swept everything in the Big Apple. And the Knicks or the Nets ain't had nothing for them, boy. Devin Booker, them boys out there here killing folks. <laughs> but look at my Lakers, though. We still trying to figure it out. 20-something games in the season, sitting seventh in the Western Conference. December 25th is the deadline. <laughs> when that game is over... On December 25th against Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets, I will make an announcement the very next day on the sports desk. Yes, and it's going to be fresh, too. <laughs> it's going to be hot. Because <laughs> Christmas Day is on a Saturday. <laughs> and we record that following Sunday, Lord willing. I will make a blockbuster announcement about the Los Angeles Lakers on December 26th. If the Lakers embarrass me and we still the seventh seed in the Western Conference, so I'm just letting y'all know right now, this thing going to get ugly and I'm going to need some help myself. <laughs> if them boys don't get this thing together, man, I'm sick of them. <laughs> I ain't never been this frustrated by the Lakers team in my life. Not a team who I know who can go out there and win it. Anthony Davis. You know what? I'm going to stop right there. I'm going to just stop. Because if I keep going, I'm going to say some stuff that I can't take Go back. and blow your top off, I bro. ain't going to do it right now. I done got mine off. I ain't going to do it right now. Because <laughs> I need my team to get it together so we can get this championship. Because as it look right now, we look like we're going to be in a playing game again. That's what it look like right now. The Utah Jazz are better than us. The Phoenix Suns are better than us. The Golden State Warriors are out here laying folks to rest. And they ain't got Clay or Wiseman back. Them boys ain't playing. That boy Wardell want blood, boy. He want blood. He want it. Ooh, boy, I can't wait till they play the Suns this week, boy. That, that boy that, that boy Wardell want yeah, blood, boy. boy. I can't wait till they, they smacked the around the Clippers 3.30 this afternoon and ain't nobody Ooh, know about it. I can't wait. I can't wait. So, uh, yeah, man, that's that's our rant for the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, LeBron James had a hell of a week, and we done with the show, man. You know what, Black? <laughs> we done ended the last three to four weeks of the show in a very depressing manner. What you got? Hey, my boy. Uh, Hold on one second. I just had it, and I lost it. Dang it. Oh, man. Here we go. Warriors, Suns, in Phoenix, Tuesday night, 10 o'clock, TNT. I want to see it. Lord have mercy. I want to see it. That thing going to be real. And I hope they don't have a hiccup to that game right there. I hope they keep winning. Top two teams in the West. <clears throat> Top two teams in the West. See, that's what I'm supposed to be. Don't get, don't, all right, bro, we finna wrap yeah, it up. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> we finna wrap it up. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. 
We hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you had a great time with your friends and your families and your loved ones. Hopefully you all are doing well. Shout out all the support that y'all give us week in and week out by playing our shows, retweeting them, retweeting the links, sharing them with your family and your friends. If somebody's looking for a new sports show to listen to, something that's real, something that's raw, something that they can have a good time listening to, send them our show. Send them D and Black Show, man. And uh, hopefully they'll enjoy the show, man. And we just really, 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 really appreciate all the love. It does not go unnoticed. Black, you got anything before we get out of here? Nah, man. Just appreciate all the love and support we get from our listeners, man. Uh, y'all mean a lot to us, man. And we appreciate everything y'all do with the support of the Sports Desk, man. We're going to keep rocking and rolling every single every single week, giving y'all good content. Uh, appreciate everything. Absolutely. We're going to get out of here for this big Sunday night football game. Star Ravens and Browns. Lamar is back. Chubb Rock and Hunt are back. A good old-fashioned black and blue game in the AFC North. This should be a fantastic uh, game tonight. All right. So until next time, if we get some breaking news, of course, you guys will hear from us. Shout out to you bums out there in Gainesville. Keep celebrating your victory. Your time is <laughs> coming as well. Now I'm playing, man. Shout out to y'all, man. Y'all got the win. Uh, I'm pretty sure I didn't do a good enough job of uh, humbling myself to you guys. But hey, what else did you expect? I can't give you what you're really looking for. Until next time, you guys, be cool, be safe, take care of yourself. We'll see you guys soon on the very next episode of The Sports Desk. Bro, you listen to the sports desk. You're listening to the sports show. New sports no, desk. No, no. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on now.